you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. Yeah, motherfucker. That's right. We got some breaking news for y'all. Now, this one, first of all, welcome to the friend zone. You're weekly looking at all these mental health, mental hygiene, mental nosiness, right? Ooh. Because who in the hell wants a musty yeah. right now? This time to be nosy. You guys do remember, and this, I mean, this news is breaking. You hear me? It's breaking. Now, Uh you guys remember that video in 2017 that went viral and it was accompanied by the hashtag Hurt Bay. Do y'all remember Hurt Bay? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Remember Hurt? You remember remember this picture? Oh, yes. Hurt Bay. Okay. Did you wait? For those who don't know, I'm getting ready to play the uh, clip of Hurt Bay that went viral back in 2017. Oh, my God. What did you do? did everything like what i had sex with other girls i did everything oh my gosh <laughs> i did everything <laughs> that's right y'all remember that face she made mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that fake shit okay well, god damn it guess what hurt bay is a fiance y'all we got an update uh. with good news it's the breaking news <laughs> oh, lord she done got engaged, so y'all. Random. I'm telling you, she got engaged and the pictures went viral. She didn't found a man. Mad, and so there's a happy ending to that you. love story. Because you remember people were laughing at her. You know, people were, were laughing at. It wasn't a with. You know, I like a with. If I, right. I don't mind you laughing at me either because I could definitely handle it and get your ass back. But I prefer, <laughs> you know, to laugh with people versus laughing right. at people. I prefer people to laugh with me. Um, and people were laughing at Hurt Bay. Think about it. They started calling her Hurt Bay because when he said that he had I sex know. with other girls, her face is like that emoji though. with the crooked mouth. And so I'm just really <laughs> glad, you know what I'm saying, that we got a, a, a happiest silver lining to this cloud of hurt that was over Bay. So, yeah, here we shout are. Shout out to you. Well, shout what out to Hurt Bay. I remember them doing that like one year update or something. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but old boy made it seem like, oh, well, I ain't playing this time around. Cause he was like, girl, don't act like you ain't know when we was doing it the first time. So now that she's resurfaced, but happy and not blown up again. Good for her. Cause I just knew she was going right. to come back on like love is blind or something and be fucked Imagine up in the pain all it. over again. But shout out to her for doing it the right way. So her she's no longer man. hurt, babe. She's a fiance. fiance. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's How y'all doing cute. this week? I'm making I'm 
Right, I'm good. Y'all so y'all so tiptoed on into the question just now. <laughs> How y'all doing? Well, I, well, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, pregnant I, pause. No, <laughs> this this weather. I don't know how it is in New York, but mm-hmm. I feel like the weather really caught me off guard. Like it just switched from yeah. one day it was sunny and eighty, and I was mm-hmm. sitting on my deck, and now it is cold and dark, and mm-hmm. you're wearing jackets, and I'm like, what? I just flipped the switch. You know, the weather so my has body is trying to catch up. Yeah. On that yeah. Kanye West shit, it's been all over the place. Uh, today, oh, it is uh, right. 66 degrees in New York today. Um, and over the weekend, the highs, you know, like in the 50s, it's just going all over the place. So it feels, although it's 66, because it was so much cooler previously, it feels really hot today. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody outside, yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you know, we deal with it. I can't wait to see you next week. Come on, on, get you a bite of that apple, friend. Come on down, come on down. Come on down. down. That's right. (laughs) I forget who I was talking to. They were like, you might as well move back as much as Mm -hmm. you're there. I'm like, no, it's been a year, friend. Just move back already. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny because I didn't think I would be back in New York this Mm -hmm. many times in my first year, but it's all work related. So, and that's a blessing, honey. That's the it is a blessing. It's good to go somewhere when you can leave with something good. You know what I'm saying? Every time you leave up out of here, I know you got something good. So, (laughs) you know, good. And plus, it's hard when you move from somewhere and you miss it so it's good that you come and constantly visit it so now that your home is out there at some point or another you're going to eventually get tired about all right well i gotta go back home to portland i have to oh, be I home i feel that way okay? every time Look, at this right, point you already every feel that time way. So you settled in. <laughs> i am i'm hella settled in well good for you that's I'm good i'm settled yeah and, and and portland is beautiful as ever pretty soon you're gonna be back in your car in the driveway and shit you know what i'm saying oh, already happening oh. okay all right Girl, you'll be back in the driveway <laughs> you gotta see me i'll be so cute put your arm behind that shit behind that seat whipping, and then whip whipping like an old <laughs> yes all friend. that's missing is a cigarette on my lip but i'm mm-hmm. so cute when i'm driving now like just so cute. proud it. of myself so proud of myself but anyway <laughs> with okay. all that being said does anyone have any announcements because i know we've been announcement um, heavy just continue once again we're in week two of the series that i host on revolt tv yes. called bet on black bet you can check black. that out on mondays at 9 30 p.m very proud of that and it's getting a really positive response so tune in um if you have the revolt channel on your cable package if not you can just go straight to the app store download the revolt app and you can watch it there so um shout out to all the love and support that i've gotten for that and thank you Yes. Yeah, I and got Revo, you know, watching you in HD. <laughs> oh, come on, HD. <laughs> that means holla at Dustin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and speaking of Bet on Black and Target's Black Beyond Measure platform, we actually have the winners of week two yes, called The do. Lab Drawer. And they're going to talk to us a little bit today to give us some background some insight and most importantly to allow us to congratulate them on yes. what do they win dustin a lot of money support mm-hmm. what's the process coin, coin. <laughs> c-o-i-n that's what they win the stuff and that not matters. the mario kind okay that's right, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. so let's jump right in, I'm in the zone. 
So this week for our Black Business of the Week segment, uh, we decided to have none other than the best from the best uh, in partnership with our friends at Target. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I have the pleasure of hosting this incredible series called Bet on Black Only on Revolt. Um, and it is a, a, a great competition show that awards all of these brilliant black entrepreneurs money to go into their business and for them to use as they see fit. And um, this week we have the pleasure of having Dr. Alicia Gabriel of the incredible and brilliant and and things that you're going to find out shortly, the lab drawer. Okay. We have Dr. Yay. Alicia Gabriel here representing hey. for the lab drawer. Welcome to the lab drawer. Hey, everybody. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Fresh off of an episode to win. Yes. How are you feeling yes. this week? Yes. <laughs> Man, um, it, it's honestly, we just feel really blessed uh, mm-hmm. to even, you know, be in the space, uh, really tell tell our story, you know, and that I think, you know, um, we're, we're passionate about what, we're do, what we do. We're passionate about uh, our community and we're glad that you know, that carried over into, you know, us taking that, that second episode spot. So that's yeah, right. And, and it definitely carried over. Um, like I said, I had the pleasure of being there on set and actually feeling that energy and seeing you guys. You know, I was back there listening just like I was watching it on TV. So when you all were selling your, uh, your product to the judges too, Master P, Remy Ma, to, um, all of our judges panel, it just, I was like, this is a good product. You know, this is something special. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the lab drawer and how it came to be? Absolutely. So the lab drawer is a steam box, which is science, technology, engineering, the arts and mathematics box. Mm -hmm. And we basically create these experiences for kids. Uh, We actually uh, now create kits for grades K through 12 uh, with a core focus in middle school grades. But um, we started this work um, a long time ago. And I'll just (laughs) say, you know, (laughs) we've been doing this for a while. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, when COVID hit, um, Mm -hmm. people were looking for hands-on experiences for for their kids. Um, Teachers were looking for things. um, K through 12 STEM programs were looking for activities for for young people and so we were able to deliver uh the lab drawer uh virtually um to to thousands of young people uh that summer and now we are you know shipping we've shipped over uh 20,000 boxes to wow. uh young people all over the globe so it's it it started small but now you know we we see where things have have gone and we mm-hmm. also see that the impact that, that it's been able to make with with the young people that we've engaged with so I think in order for people to really get what the lab drawer is, right, and how impactful, because this once is really mind blowing once you learn the, the full scope of what this thing is. But I think in order for it to translate to our listeners, they need to know more about you and your partner in the lab drawer, uh, Deidre Roberson. So shout out to Deidre. Yes. Uh, she couldn't be with yes. us today, but she is critically important to the creation of the lab drawer and the obvious Absolutely. success of it. So tell us a little bit more about you two ladies background and how you came together to create the lab drawer. Absolutely. So um, we are both from Detroit, Michigan and what proud up, graduates. <laughs> what up, though, right? <laughs> proud Detroiters. Um, and we also uh, met in high school. We attended Cass Technical High School um, in Detroit, Michigan. I yeah. Technicians. <laughs> yes, we yeah. are proud technicians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is, so I actually graduated a year before Deirdre, but I actually was her math tutor. 
okay. at Mass Tech. So I, that's actually how I initially met her. And we just kind of, Who's you know, that? talked about different things, right? So I was helping her with math, but then she was also interested in, you know, hey, where are you going to go to college? So we ended up both going to uh, Xavier University uh, of Louisiana, the, the HBCU. Mm-hmm. And um, we both majored in chemistry. Um, I actually went on to pursue my PhD. So I have a PhD in bioorganic chemistry from Louisiana wow. State University. And then Deirdre actually came back to Detroit um, and got her master's degree um, in chemistry as well, specifically um, medicinal and biochemistry. So, um, you know, we're both scientists. And to be honest with you, when we when um, I connected again with her after I moved back to, to Detroit, um, one of the things that we saw was a, an issue was that in our careers, we were the only people who looked like us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm from we're from Detroit. We're both scientists. This doesn't make any sense. So what are some, what can we do to change this, uh, change what this looks like, right? If we're back home working in our careers, how can we change this? And we said, well, let's start with education. Maybe young people just need to be exposed. And I I think that, you know, Cass Tech did a really great job of exposing us to different careers and things of that sort, but everybody's not getting that exposure and that adequate access. And we got, we have to do that for them. Right. And that's really what we, what we're trying to do. So that's how we started. Um, You know, at this point we, we've grown, we didn't necessarily think that it was going to grow in this way, but you know, we're, just passionate about what we do and we're proud to uh, be be Detroiters and do this work here. (laughs) Yes. I was just curious, what got you into science and chemistry? Like, what made you want to do it while you were younger? How did you stay on the path Mm -hmm. and, you know, ultimately end up here? So, you know, if I let my parents tell it, um, they (laughs) said that I have always been fascinated with, um, like, operations and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, science shows as a kid. Um, I probably would name some shows, but I'll probably date myself like Mr. Wizard, you know. I love Mr. Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) But those are the things that that I really liked uh, growing up, right? So I loved watching those things. And um, and then I just always liked uh, science and math. Um, But the other piece of this that I think is very, very important um, is that um, I actually come from a musical family. So my, my parents are musicians. I'm a musician. I sing. I grew up dancing, ballet, tap, jazz. I was in um, acting, musical theater, all those kinds of things. And I still do quite a few of those things. And also Deirdre is um, an artist as well. She's, she does uh, a lot of our graphic design. She's a jewelry designer, fashion creator. And she's actually created an entire fashion brand outside of the lab drawer that, that is also amazing. It's called Umelanin. And so I think that, you know, us having that creative side and having the exposure kind of helped us uh, be able to continue with the things that we were exposed to. Right. So it's not just about, um, you know, yes. Okay. We have this interest in science, but there's so much art and there's so much, there's so much um, that goes into that because we have to be creative as scientists. Right. So it's not, it's, it's just not just about the science. It's also about bringing, being able to bring up that creativity as well. And that's why it's steam, not steam. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> that put an right. A on that it. Right. Yeah. You got to put an A on it. That Go is ahead, absolutely friend. right. No, actually, that was going to be my question because I noticed most people in science will focus 
focus on STEM. And so when I saw mm-hmm. STEAM, I have to admit, I was like, wait, what's the A? <laughs> and I yeah. looked it up and <laughs> was pleasantly surprised that arts, the arts were included in mm-hmm. this um, and how this was put together. And I noticed in your description on your website, it says your the arts are what help with innovation and, you know, and creative yes. thinking. And it's a, a crucial Absolutely. element to all of this. So I was excited that the arts were included because I feel like we tend to be left out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, to be honest with you, that's also what helps us um, be more relatable to the young people we work with. Yes. Right? We're not just I'm not just in the lab. I have no social skills, you know, the, right. the, that kind of perception of right. what a scientist right. is. We're not that right. Like we right versus have, left brain. Like if you mm-hmm. can't exactly. work with them to, in tandem. Yeah, I totally see. That. And they they go together. Right. Mm-hmm. So we actually have a we actually are one of our recent kits is actually called the mind-boggling brain games box so that's actually a kit where you learn about the left brain and the right brain and then you actually learn um, about electrical circuits so there's electrical engineering that goes into that box as well but also understanding that the right and left brain work together right and also you know understanding how circuits you learn how circuits work together as well and electrical signals have those fire off in the brain as well so that's you know that for us is yes and that was that was another question too so when someone Mm -hmm. receives the subscription whether they got a one-off box or whether you're a teacher Mm -hmm. or whether it's a subscription what can someone expect like what would be a box when i open it what's inside so when as soon as you get a box um the way the box looks um it's basically like being in a science class we we took the inspiration from being in a chemistry lab so Mm -hmm. there's a black slate top it actually looks like a wooden drawer that you i saw it's such a cool concept um (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you and and so on what when you open the box you'll see um the periodic table um that's actually something that we use throughout different experiments um but also you get all of the materials that you need to actually do the experiment the engineering, the science, the tech, what what have you. Um, it's also integrated with the arts. So, you know, depending on the experiment, there might be um, some paints in there, right? Or mm-hmm. um, there may, you know, uh, markers to, you know, mm-hmm. actually create a painting and things of that sort. But the other piece of that is that we actually deliver the instructions to our kids um, via an instructional video, right? So we do that mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Um, one of the things in working with um our communities, um, sometimes there might be some gaps in, in reading. And mm-hmm. so we want to be able to, um, we want everyone to be able to do this, right? So uh, having the video actually helps young people be able to engage even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is text as well, but you get to learn a little bit about the science and then you also can do the experiment along with the video. So um, that's basically what you would see in a box. Um, it's very colorful. Sometimes depending on what you get, if, you, if it's our understanding DNA box, there's actually candy in there, right? You actually build mm-hmm. an artistic model of, a, of DNA um, out of candy. Which is really, really fun. See how Um, smart this is, y'all? This is incredible. (laughs) That was so cool. Yeah. So it just depends. And, And every month it changes. And then also we work with different youth serving organizations, um, K through 12 STEM programs and things of that sort. So they might actually have or be talking to students about a particular topic. So we actually will create curriculum around what they're trying to get young people engaged in as Mm -hmm. it relates to STEAM. 
Wow, this. this is incredible. Yeah, this Thank is you dope. so much for talking to us today and breaking yes. down what yeah. the box is about. I'm definitely interested for myself. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Same. Absolutely. 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 Now yeah. tell us, Dr. Gabriel, where we can find out more information about the lab drawer and also if there are any educators who are listening or school administrators, mm-hmm. how they can tap in to get this directly to their student body. Well, the first thing you can do is actually go directly to our website, www.thelabdrawer.com. And there's actually a special section for educators. So if you're an educator, you can actually go down to that link. It um, then prompts you to ask how many kits are you looking for for your students? Um, you know, what, what do you have any customized or do you have any curriculum ideas? We actually will work with the educators to develop that. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of it. And then also you can purchase um, a one-time gift box as well mm-hmm. so you can see by a gift or buy a monthly subscription so we mm-hmm. offer all of those for for pretty much everyone um, to make sure that you know we can get as many lab drawers into the hands of students as many as possible well i love this once again thank you so much for coming to talk with us today and thank you to our friends for tiger for sponsoring this week's black yes. business of the week much love to deirdre roberson as well um our Absolutely. Homie and one, one half of the lab drawer and congratulations on your win this week all right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having us. And it, it, it was amazing uh, being uh, um, as, on, on the show and meeting you, Dustin. And thank you guys as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. So much. Thank you for coming on. Okay. I need to learn how to make some okay. things. I need to learn some things. Okay. I love Give me it. a little steam on it. Yes, thank you so yes, much, indeed. Dr. Gabriel. Yes, All right, you guys have a good one. Fall is here. It's time to shine at work or school with Black-owned products from Target. Keep looking your sharpest with the Houston White for Target collection. Wake up with Black and Bold Coffee. Write down what's on your mind with Be Rooted Journals and Stationery. Stock up on Black-owned brands at Target today because when you invest in yourself, you're investing in what's next for the Black community. Black Beyond Measure. And thank you to Target's Black Beyond Measure platform for sponsoring today's episode of the Black Business of the Week. And thank you to the Lab Drawer for joining us in this week's conversation. And once again, congratulations, Dustin. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. So now let's jump into this week's recap segment. Well, last week's recap segment, excuse me. Where this week's I recap segment today? about last week. No. <laughs> Why every time so we last... go into the recap segment, I feel like we're supposed to do that Glorilla dance. No. Like that's how we walk into the recap segment. <laughs> it's not, come on, y'all going to recap segment. <laughs> go do the recap. <laughs> so mad at y'all. So last week's episode titled The House of Murdoch. Mm-hmm. It was the last Crime Zone episode of the season. I walked you through the fall of the House of Murdoch. Yes, and you did. As always, it was a very good episode. You know Child. what? I'm so thankful that it turned out that way because people don't even know we were having so many tech issues. Those yes. of you watching on Patreon probably obviously noticed because we had to split the episode into two different days because mm-hmm. the screen just kept going black. Mm-hmm. And the audio was giving out and I was so concerned because I was like, man, it was such a buzzkill for us, like energetically, mm-hmm. but you couldn't even tell listening when I was listening back. So I'm we happy pros. about that. You know, my mom was saying, because I was telling her Boy. about the tech issues. She was like, it's probably the Murdoch's ancestors trying to stop Oh, she's right. <laughs> telling See? the story. 
Tell Mama friend we don't leave it alone. Why was my screen going <laughs> black? Audio cutting out. It was like, what the fuck? So we got we just it talking done. about it. You know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> they the ones did it. That's who you need to be haunting. Is the people out there? We ain't even in South Carolina. <laughs> so. As always, those of you mm-hmm. listening had a lot to say about that episode. Asante, who stood out to you? Well, friend, where were you at? I was on Twitter this week. So you Okay, good. good. Well, you know, Patreon gated community. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kadizi Allen Perry. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, <laughs> this small comment here says, yeah, they really was locked into that, the infrastructure of their town because all of them ugly. You don't be ugly oh, and get away with all God. the shit unless you are tapped the fuck in. And I mean, points I, were made. Not about that. I ain't calling <laughs> people ugly, but I'm just saying when you hear them stories well, about them, them families that, you know, running shit in towns and think about the royals. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. a look. It's definitely a look. There is a look. Okay. It's a look. Goes, far, goes on to say, and I see why it can be regarded as white business regardless of their victims of, of color. My mom and dad's side of the family is from a smallish town in South Carolina, only an hour from where the Murdoch's are. My great grandma is turning 102 in a month and still lives on the same acre of land that has since been uh, become heirs property. And the way these towns work, people's family has been there uh, and the way that these towns work. Excuse me. People's families have been there for generations, probably since since slaves were freed, to be honest. And the black folks in the town really only know black folks. In that town, the only exception being if a family member or someone in a close relationship to you moves. And even then, the specific person, that specific person is the only one you know or want to know there. So it's almost like that is the only place where the victims exist in the minds of people. No one else outside of that town knows you. So these stories don't get picked up or told outside of small towns because no one knows such a place exists. Even this is this specific story, as, as Fran pointed out, it's not led by the people who were affected by the family. It's about the family. The story is only being told because the white affluent family who practically is the town as they control the infrastructure wants it to be told, a.k.a. Mm. the uncle, the only murder who may still have power. Since he's now, denied, see, I he like knows, how this person thinks because they right, breaking was, this shit down. Getting to some shit, right? right. Um, <laughs> since he's denying he knows anything by distancing himself from the bad murders, he can still wield some kind of power in the town because he's a good and murder. does. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, right. That's why he separated himself when that PR statement came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Kadazia Allen Perry. I hope I'm saying your name right. If I'm not, I'm so sorry. But, you know, you just had such a great comment. So I had to be sure yeah. I shared. Fran, what and did you Kedazia find out? Allen Perry, they got a good head on their shoulders. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also hey, wanted to... I wanted to mention that there's a podcast called the Murdoch Murders Podcast. It's hosted by Mandy Matney. She's actually like an investigative journalist. And apparently, and the funny thing is when I was researching this, the podcast came up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has a lot of episodes. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about she's been working on this podcast for years. I mean. Boots on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, but she's cool because each episode is like 10 minutes long. She's been down to South Kakalaka. Okay, <laughs> but it's so many episodes that there was no way that I could listen to all of it in time for the show. So I made a, a mental note to mention it, and obviously with as long as last week's episode was and all the right. pictures, I forgot to say it. But definitely check out her podcast because apparently she's like one of the reasons that this story is even out. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to look at her podcast, she has been doing this since 2021. 
and that uh, series I watched, or mm-hmm. not series, but the episode of 2020, 2020 I watched had come out in 2022. So she's the inspiration for all of this. Definitely check her out. And she's heavily detailed. Like there are things that she has found out through her investigation that hasn't even been out in other mm-hmm. shows. Uh, so if you want more information, she's definitely a podcast to check out. Fran, you a bad motherfucker because you just huh? said you a bad motherfucker, Fran, because you just said Why? she's been doing that since 2021. And the episode of 2020 I saw came out in 2022. <laughs> I was like, damn, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> didn't stumble, didn't you? You a bad motherfucker, Fran. Surprising. Okay. Alliteration, <laughs> goddamn. 2021, 2021, 2022, 2020. You I was like, so go ahead, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely give props to Mandy Matney and um, one of our listeners who actually has been listening to that podcast uh they're with love limo or lemo they said that they charged Mm. alex with the murder of his wife and son because they found blood splatter on his clothing that wouldn't be there if he wasn't close to the victims when they were shot i knew that's what they right and then they Mm. said there's a weekly podcast called murdoch murders that is worth the listen obviously that's giving uh, a shout out to Mandy. Mm-hmm. And then they also said there's also a 911 recording of him calling after he allegedly found them. But you heard him saying, Paul, you shouldn't be here before the operator picked up. Because apparently when you call 911, the recording starts as soon as it starts ringing. Not when they pick up. The more you know. So that's how they caught him saying that. And as soon as the operator answered, he just started crying hysterically. So that's. But wait a minute. Let's think about that because he called 911. Paul was alive. So he probably killed the mom. After he had shot him, he still was alive. So Mm -hmm. so he was talking to the lifeless or to the body laying there. Okay. Ooh, or I mean, no, it know. sounds like he was saying, Paul, you shouldn't be here. Like, maybe, I don't know. Because what if me? he was still alive? Yeah, right. I don't like, know. Like, well, who the fuck was you talking to? And, yeah. and if you already didn't shot Paul, unless Paul had looked up and gave hit him with one of them, ooh, if I could get up from here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Paul might have <laughs> Paul might have looked at him and, you know, just said what he had to say with his eyes. It I don't know. You wonder, right? But that's a really great... Um, Insertion by Limo mm-hmm. because that remember I we were insertions. asking Dustin. <laughs> remember we were asking how the hell was he indicted for these murders? Like what was mm-hmm. it that they found? So mm-hmm. according there to we this comments and the Murdoch Murders podcast, that's exactly why. So those are my picks for this week. Dustin, what did you find in the Twitter streets? Oh, so much. Um, the first one I want to <laughs> go. I want to highlight. Um, comes from our dear friend, friend of the show and host of Jaden XD, XD. His Twitter account is Xavier Delo. And he tweeted a picture from the ad council, the national ad council that was paid for by Christians for Michelle Bachman and the coalition for a drug, a drug free Minnesota. And it's a picture. It looks like a meme, but it's like a, from an ad campaign. And it says, I tried pot once. Now I'm gay. <laughs> Oh, what? Oh. So XD posted a picture. He posted a picture and said, in all caps, they got me, gal. (laughs) (laughs) I too. I just thought it was funny. I can hear him saying it. That's what makes it funnier. Uh, I just thought that that was very, very funny. (laughs) Also, I want to give a shout out to at rewrite underscore history. Their name is 
asterisk lime emoji asterisk. And they said, we got a new game to play y'all and accompanied it with a video of some people playing a musical bottle. And it's a group of like young black people that look like they're having a really good time at a party and they're passing around a large bottle of Casamigos. And whenever the music stops, the person with the bottle has to drink it. But it's just so funny because they're passing the bottle so fast and I'm not playing the audio, but they're like screaming when somebody gets caught with the bottle. And if you see how fast they're passing that bottle, it's just hilarious. And it's a game that's pretty fun. You don't have to drink liquor. I mean, you could play it with, I don't know, anything, you know what I'm saying? But it just looks really fun. Like, yeah, kombucha, because that hits you just as fucking hard. I'm yeah, like, what the fuck is in this? Is this Fronto Grabba juice? Like, what the fuck is this? I also, really fast, mm-hmm. since you said kombucha, y'all, I had no idea that, that there's a meme of this white woman that I've seen, and I don't even know how to explain it to you, and I'm sure you've seen it. I had no idea it came from a kombucha video. Crystal told me, she was like, You don't, you know, this girl, she's from the kombucha video. I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, what the kombucha girl. About. Yeah, where she's, like, she's like deciding if it tastes good or not. She's like, mm, No. <laughs> I just would always see the picture of her making that face like, or something. I've never seen or heard the audio of any of the other stuff. So when I found out, I was like, this was all rooted in kombucha. That is so random. So when you just said Someone that, should just, make that into a that. series, like telling the stories behind memes. Meme history. You know? mm-hmm. Meme history. I would love that. Would that. Be a cute and series. then like a meme, where are they now? Yes. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Let's do it. Um, I just want to give a shout out real quick to two last tweets. Okay. And they're both from verified accounts. That's just of note. The first one is from Anthony Hamilton. It's Anthony Hamilton's official account. He answered a tweet. Somebody said, y'all, what did Anthony Hamilton do to Charlene? Anthony Hamilton quoted the tweet and said, she was tired. I was always on the road. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Charlene is a huge hit by Anthony Hamilton. and One of his signature songs. I just thought that was funny, especially if you know what Anthony Hamilton looked like with them hats on and shit. And you think about him answering that shit. She was tired. I was always on the road. You know what I'm saying? Looking up that hat on. You already know. Okay. Um, (laughs) Oh, here's the other one. Hold on. The last one I want to highlight actually comes from Weight Watchers, believe okay. it or not, who congratulated Adidas on losing 163 pounds. Okay. <laughs> from the Weight Watchers account, and that is at WW underscore US. Okay. <laughs> verified. Now you see what I said. This shit I'm reading today is coming from verified accounts. Okay. Wow. They said, congratulations. And, and tagged Adidas. Tagged Adidas. <sighs> They said, congratulations, Adidas, on losing 163 pounds and put three exclamation marks. So that's how you know it's petty. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and if you slow and don't understand what the fuck we, if you don't get our meaning, okay, <laughs> that what they're doing is is referencing Adidas dropping and cutting ties with Kanye West. Everybody, you see that lady um, going to say, it was a white woman, too. <laughs> she going to say, uh, she by Sheree has cut ties with Kanye I West. I saw that. <laughs> white woman <laughs> look I'm with you when you're right when you're white and that was funny okay <laughs> that shit was funny <laughs> everybody <laughs> and then did you see TJ Maxx and uh, 
Skechers. <laughs> oh, we gonna get to that. That's in the show. But TJ Maxx and um, the Goodwill said they not fucking with Kanye. They not carrying no Yeezy shit. When the Goodwill, the Goodwill. The Goodwill, I swear to God, friend, wow. I, I bullshit you not. <laughs> the Goodwill made a public step. The Goodwill, oh. man. here they come. Every here year somebody come. dies every day at 12, <laughs> whenever we record this damn show, because <laughs> the time changes according to our schedule. And every time somebody is on their way to the hospital, I just get so sick of the sirens. Um, usually the word siren in my life and my vernacular is associated with being hot and sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not associated with an interruption of our programming that oh, we work weekly. so hard. You know, weekly <laughs> and persistent interruption. Um, but any damn way, I didn't forget what the fuck we was talking about. But yes, you know, you mentioned verification. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's true because, you know, people be lying on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But they were saying that Elon, now that he has taken over Twitter officially, mm-hmm. he's going to remove people's verification badges. And you have to if you don't pay twenty dollars a month to keep it. Like now there's a payment fee. Damn, you got to pay for your check. Who yep. cares about being verified? But it's not to pay twenty dollars a month. Like it's there's no there's no value of it if it is something that's the whole reason that so you can just being buy. verified is an appeal is, be, is there's a protection of your accounts that exists when you have that verification right you're right, less vulnerable right. especially to with a lot of the spoof accounts and the right. satire yeah yeah but if you have to pay for that who gives a fuck I just go I just raw dog it. No verification. I'll hit it Twitter raw for the rest of my life existing on the platform. But I'm just amazed that that's like the first rollout of his of his takeover. Like, that's what you worried about. He got to get some of that shit off the top. How much did he buy Twitter for? Wasn't it like forty four billion dollars or some crazy shit? Forty four billion. But I mean, I'm sure it didn't come out of his pocket. He probably got a shit ton of investors. And I I bet you they all tapping that shoulder, too. Like, Like, I want to know why he decided. You know that. I wonder why I wanna know why he decided to charge the twenty dollars and who's gonna pay for it. Like I wonder what in the business model said, like there's a market of people that will pay for it. Because there is, you know. I just don't know what that looks like. And so I wonder well, like people how people pay he's, for um Twitter blue. Yeah, but that's $20. I don't know nobody so that does. twenty dollars a month. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's like woo. Also, yeah. I think that I don't even know if there is. I'm sure they did some sort of statistical, you know, uh pitch to make this take place or whatever right but I also think that this could possibly be rooted in ego and shit he probably never liked that verification shit and he strikes mm-hmm. me as the type of person who would make decisions off of emotion and kind of dress I them up and with statistical you know evidence that's that you know supports whatever complex. he's trying to do yeah mm-hmm. I think he probably felt like we're due because I saw him say or someone say that he said they said that he had said <laughs> that um, they were completely uprooting the verification process. They're completely revamping it. I uh, saw that. It was a screenshot, but I didn't go to his page. So I don't know if it was yeah. his page. But yeah, and, I saw that tweet. And it just, per what we know about some of his positions and viewpoints and some of the behavior, the more that he that we've been exposed to what he has to say, it just seems like he would, based on ego and just not liking the shit, he would uproot it like that. And I don't think anybody should even I wish that we lived in a world where people would just be like, you know what? Fuck that. We ain't paying it. But people will pay it because ultimately the prestige of verification appeals to people's ego. 
Exactly. Um, and they will do it. And so that's why I just feel like it's not even worth having such passionate opinions about certain shit because the world going to keep moving, period. And you know plus I, I mean? wonder to myself, is he even really, and you know, I have no idea. So he probably most definitely is, or most definitely isn't. I don't know. But it would be crazy if like he's so rich that we're looking at this like, damn, Elon bought Twitter and he's doing X, Y, and Z. But he's also white. Like, what if he just bought this shit for his nephew and was like, all right, nigga, this is your shit. Don't fuck it up, dude. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be fucked up? But also so regular. I'm curious how the platform is going to change. I don't know about y'all, but like as soon as they announced that he officially took over, so many of my follower count like drop like I'm talking about hundreds of people just left Twitter mm-hmm. and I thought and I thought maybe it was a glitch or something scared. and then I checked and they said that like it was like a your followers like a mass, would, a mass exodus <laughs> yo yo your followers would be like oh we're oh, not, that's out. enough of this it we're was hundreds of people I was like oh shit and then I saw other people being like yo did anyone just lose like a thousand <laughs> the fact that friends followers were like they picked up Rest and in peace. And shout out to Tracy Braxton, one who had one of the original gifts that went viral. When that picture of her picking up that purse and walking away from the oh. counter, <laughs> that's what all your followers did. <laughs> and they said that the the um, hate speech jumped mm-hmm. by like a hundred something percent. And it's crazy because we had launched or Target had launched promo mm-hmm. for the project that Jaden Key and I have been working yes. on. The same day that Elon took over. So our, yo, the white supremacist, the racism, the hate speech under our tweet was insane. So much so that Target had to like have a meeting. They were like concerned for our safety and shit. I was like, it's sad to say, but that's what happens too when you launch a campaign on Twitter that's black centered, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. and even worse, black woman centered. Oh, Mm -hmm. honey. Yeah, we Shout got out it to back. Illuminating Intersectionality. Shout out to Shout Illuminating, out to illuminating intersectionality. intersectionality. We love Thank you, Target. And we love Thank that. You, and Target. go to that tweet and support it. If you listen, if you hear my voice and the cadence <laughs> of my voice that I'm speaking in, go to that tweet, right? right? That's the damn tweet of the week. Go to that tweet yes. on Target's account and blast it, retweet it, leave positive language underneath Thank it. Thank you Tell so Target much, too, because a lot of y'all were <clears throat> under there going ham, just like yeah. checking people. I really did it. I mean, I don't want you guys to get emotionally wrapped up in that type of yeah. energy but mm-hmm. i appreciate yeah. those of you that took it upon yourselves to be like hell no we ain't having this under y'all's work <laughs> that they know we've been working on so i did appreciate that that i can't love. windmill no more like i want to but you know under normal circumstances <laughs> i would have been like, right down there in them comments windmill throwing, throwing these slugs on their ass you know what i'm oh, saying because i just the audacity the sheer audacity of somebody Sitting behind a Twitter, sitting behind a keyboard. And just saying okay? wild shit. And we weren't right. even talking to them. That's what's so crazy. Like in a house looking like they nobody talking to us. It's always a fucking weirdo bum somewhere with uh Mason peeing in Mason jars and hoarding shit in the house. <laughs> just don't ain't doing nothing but sitting on the computer, you know, having something so passionate to say. And speaking of a look, that's the group of people that has a universal look of us. Because we all saw that footage from I know one thing amongst the, the multiple crimes I saw committed in that footage from January 6th and the insurrection, they all were ugly as fuck. <laughs> all of them looked like they came out of Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops, you know, that they had been sleeping and eating and rolling around on the ground. They all was dirty. All of the MAGA clothes was dirty. All of them. So that's a look. 
Okay. It is. And, and fuck all of them that was up underneath that tweet. It was a lot of energy, unfortunately, that we had to take in. But thank God for the mute button because mm-hmm. that saved us. Um, and like I said, thank y'all for those of you who jumped in. But of course, during the wellness segment, uh, because we are launching the, tr- the trailer this week. Actually, by the time you guys hear this, you'll already see the trailer on my mm-hmm. page. So I'll be giving a little more information on what all of this is finally about, which I'm very excited. So with that being said, this week's episode is a Dustin Ross production. So Dustin, why don't you tell us what we get into this week? All right. So y'all know this week is my week and I love nothing more than to be in the loop and keep y'all in that motherfucker with me. So this week <laughs> we're going to do another version of the friend zones, hot topics. Okay. And hey. oh, just God. have a little bit of conversation. <laughs> about what's a lot going of on those. News. Right. And I, you know, me, I'm a person who likes to, you know, that whole, uh, uh, fight or flight situation. I'm a fighter. Okay. So I feel like we should take the same approach. Exactly. Which we're going to talk about her. Not this week, but I have commentary about Krishan because you know, I like her. You know, I I like her. I mean, I do too. Yeah. And I'll have commentary about what I want for her differently. But anyway, what we're going to talk about this week are the hot topics. So I feel like we should start off with the tougher, tougher subjects, you know, about the dumber people and then move our way into, you know, better things you know better days are ahead not behind so we're gonna start out with the messed up stuff oh mm. god including herschel walker okay oh, so we got two Jesus things Christ. to talk about with herschel walker now if you don't know consider yourself lucky okay because ignorance is truly bliss when it comes to <laughs> herschel walker okay i hope mm-hmm. you don't know nothing about him but if you're in georgia you need to because he's running for senate um under the georgia republican ticket and he is a complete bumbling fool However, he is uh, known for being a staunch anti-abortion rights uh, candidate. And he's been very outspoken about um, his distaste for abortion rights and how he thinks things should go back to the handmaid's tale. But what we find most interesting is that multiple women have come forward saying that he has not only paid for them to have abortions based on extramarital affairs that he's had, but he has also been incessantly um, persistent with him wanting his desire for them to terminate these pregnancies, which is a complete mm. contradiction to what he runs on. So just so we can stay up to date, here's Ain't what happened always. lately. Okay, friend, <laughs> here's what happened lately. A woman has accused, once again, the Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker, Walker, Herschel Walker, that's his name, um, of pressuring her into having an abortion and she defended these claims in an exclusive interview with ABC News recently. And she said that he is not fit for office, which you can look at him and tell because he looks right. like like um, uh, Morgan Freeman's character said in Lean on Me to Sam's. He told him he was a slovingly sloppy boy. And that's what <laughs> Herschel Walker looks like and sounds like. <laughs> Mouth ass. But anyway, um, the woman went and sat down in an interview and she said that he's not fit for office and that honesty matters. And that's why she's coming forward. He has denied the allegations, which were first made at a press conference a couple weeks ago and dismissed the claims as foolishness, which the irony is high pot. I am kettle. How is a fool going to cause something foolish and foolishness? <laughs> but that's what he said. And in her interview with Juju Chang, who is the co-anchor of ABC News Nightlife, the woman said that in 1993, she became pregnant after a seven year affair with Walker, Herschel Walker. And she said that they saw each other several times a week, usually in the mornings and that they were in love. 
She also said that he was very clear that he did not want her to have the child. She said that he told her because of his wife's family and powerful people around him, her and the baby would not be safe. So here we go again. You know, it looks like the chickens have and the abortions have come home to roost. You know what I'm saying? And I I just feel like we need to spread this. Y'all want to spread news and fake news and all that other shit? Well, I'm using my platform to let y'all know because a lot of people in Georgia listen to us. And a lot of Mm -hmm. people in Georgia that listen to us have to vote, you know, and they need to know that he is a fraud. He's a fraud. That's what he is. You know what I think is going on for real, for real? What's that? I really feel... That he has some powerful elite mm-hmm. white people behind him mm-hmm. who know that, you know, putting this black man <laughs> as the front facing, you know, almost like the puppet mm-hmm. <clears throat> that they can speak through. And he probably because he is sort of like a fool, he'll <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. be easy you know, to speak through, to control, almost like when we were talking about the Murdoch case where Murdoch has the ear of the solicitor, you know what Uh I mean? Like, and they probably placed the solicitor. So even though their family didn't continue the legacy, they, they placed the person that does so that they can speak through that person and maintain control. I feel like that's what this is because Mm -hmm. it's just like, an embarrassment. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm not someone that follows politics. Right. That's what I, I was about. That's I feel the like point I was about to make for you similar. to be saying this. Yeah, it's because I, I don't follow politics. I think that it's all a charade, to be mm-hmm. honest. I feel like even the ones that we think have our best interest at hand when it comes down to it. I don't know if that's if it's that they like hold things over their head or threaten them. I don't know what right. it is, but we rarely see them follow through with anything that they come out saying they stand for in the beginning when they finally get voted in. So mm-hmm. and it's year after year after year after year of the same shit. And mm-hmm. then people say, we got to vote this time. We got to vote everyone. And then everyone does and nothing changed. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know exactly what you it just mean. becomes yep. so frustrating. Because it just feels like a charade. So or a charade. <laughs> so or with charades. him, I really feel like he's just a fool that they are working their magic through. Mm-hmm. Really. And I think they just were like, listen, bro, we'll put money behind you. You make it happen and we'll take care of you. Like we'll do everything else. They're going to get the votes. They're going to, you know, they're, they're powering the campaign because I heard he has a lot of money behind him. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Maybe that's some conspiracy theory shit, but I just don't believe that this man is someone that people really are (laughs) like genuinely supporting. It's scary to think about. It's definitely scary to think about because of how dumb and stupid he is. Exactly. An example of that is he was recently at, a, I believe it was a campaign rally or somewhere where he was um, babbling and bumbling on the stage. And the dumb motherfucker is uh, going to say, he's, he, he is dumb. He's dumb as a bag of doorknobs. <laughs> he is. He's just dumb. What did he say? Rocks. This <laughs> motherfucker going to say, because you know they're so anti, you know, anything that is good for the world or anything that, that gives people some sort of respect and acknowledgement other than white men and black men who align themselves with white men, they hate it. So he was discussing pronouns and he said, you know, uh, 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 grenade don't got no pro don't got no pronouns on it. It, he used the word it and said that a grenade doesn't have any pronouns on it. So that's how dumb this motherfucker is. Like, he he literally probably does not. If you ask him right from left, he probably couldn't tell you. And I'm not playing. 
That's not and even you know, me exaggerating. And you know what's the thing too? Like I'm not one of those people that feels like you have to be an academic mm-hmm, no. or come from like a wealthy background. Or, no. Because there are people like, look at Cardi B, for example. Mm-hmm, I think she's mm-hmm. a perfect example. She might not speak in a way that people think is quote unquote intelligent, but you can't say she's not intelligent. And she makes She shares sense. her position on things. She mm-hmm. even shared that she studied history. So I'm not someone that will... will will lean too heavily on how someone presents or how someone speaks. Cause honestly, I actually get irritated when people be like, they don't have the range just because yeah. they didn't go to a school or, or yeah. don't have a PhD. Like that irks me till no end. Yeah. Um, Cause but. you cannot have the vocabulary or not have had the access to speak a certain way and still have opinions and positions that are full of range and also you know be saying? informed based on and your experiences or exactly. based on there's several different be, sources of you that. shouldn't be counted out is, is what I'm saying but with I him right. he should be counted different. out mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because he can't count that's what it's I was different. going on that but he should be counted out because he can't count Asante <laughs> As a Dustin Georgia Ross. native Asante I would love to hear what you have to say about this malarkey <laughs> I mean, ditto to what y'all said. Y'all, y'all have already said everything we said. Can we? Did we ever talk about Christian being his son on this show? Like, like we just no, because we don't talk about him. It's just so wild that that I didn't. Happened. I really did not even want him to be a part of this conversation. I'm real, so sorry. I really <laughs> y'all know I'm I so want to sorry. literally that was just, spit in his face. I just like, remember like when he, that he, broke. And someone tweeted, I did not see that on my this bingo card in 2022. <laughs> and I just, that's all I think about. I know that's fucked up. Every time I see him, I think about, that is so crazy that I am annoyed by you, like, triple time. <laughs> like, you know, like, I had my reasons before, but now to know that this is also a problem of yours, like, it makes just, perfect sense they related though. Well, yes, dumb yeah, and but even but even the son has been speaking some some real shit about him. Like put like putting all that shit out there. Like you are not what you're making yourself out to be. And I do love that, but I <laughs> I get it. You know, I no, love you the know, fact com- that I love the fact that his complex. truth is being told. The truth about Herschel Walker is being told. But goddamn, out of his rotten, I know, uh, cock sucking mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we have to <laughs> fucking get it from him? I can't stand him. He's one of those people that I just can't be around. And I know that. And and y'all know I can get Mm -hmm. along with anybody. Mm Y'all know that about me. And Mm -hmm. on some real shit, not being fake, I literally am open to people who are different from me. But Mm -hmm. that motherfucking uh, slug, that goddamn um, sloth, his motherfucking ass, everything about him just infuriates me. So it makes perfect sense that that he comes from his ball sack. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. But so, Fran, you brought up a great point, though, when you said that the the cycle of um, just ridiculousness when it comes to politics and us seeing these patterns. Right. And every year there's one candidate that's this way and one that's that way. And then you have to pick the blessing of two evils. We get all that. Right. So sometimes you feel kind of powerless when people encourage you to vote like I vote because I do believe my vote counts. So I take my ass to the polls because I feel like it's better. It's more useful me voting than not but i know why people get bored with that so sometimes i feel like we have no other recourse since we can't get rid of these people by voting at least we can cuss that motherfucking ass out right <laughs> and so somebody that did an amazing job of doing that this week was pastor jamal bryant now if you know 
anything about Pastor Jamal Bryant, who is the pastor of the New Birth Church in Atlanta. He previously had a huge mega church on the um, DMV area. He is an ex-husband of Giselle Bryant from the Real Housewives of Potomac. Serial cheater. Ain't shit nigga. But... He was right about this. And this past weekend in his uh, church at New Birth, (laughs) he actually delivered a sermon where he addressed his congregation and shared his thoughts on past on Herschel Walker. You know, Jamal's church is in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's a huge, very powerful mega church that used to be pastored by Ed Bishop Eddie Long. So, you know, this is a church with deep roots in Atlanta. So it, this message coming out of this church is large. Right. Um, and here's just a clip of Jamal Bryant, air quote, cussing out her, uh, Herschel Walker in the pulpit this Sunday. Listen up. The state had been flipped blue, and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. today. And that's just clear. Erudite. Jamal Bryant said, white people been telling Herschel Walker to do all his life. Run that ball, go to that class. He said, he said, he said and now they're telling him what to do again. So he was actually in the same vein. You know, friend, I've always thought mm-hmm. you d- d- would have a career in ministry. I've told you. she would be a great, you know, I, you you up there, friend, and you can wear pants. <laughs> I, I, you can wear pants. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you, can, you can wear so Jade's funny. pants. But I, I feel like <laughs> you have a career in ministry. So I just wanted to share my thoughts regarding that. Y'all know Herschel Walker is a wow. mess. And if you, if this message is reaching your Georgian ears, get your ass out and vote and vote for Raphael Warnock because it's between mm-hmm. him and this fool, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, is between them, okay? And you need to make your vote count because you don't want a person like that making decisions for you. Oh, that's Okay? Cute. That's what you don't want. So I just wanted to share that. Can but I add something down, to that since we talked about voting real quick? Yeah. Now, everybody does not have to believe in the system or want to be a part of the system or respect mm-hmm. the system or any of that. But please, I implore you people to stop going down to vote just to write Kanye West's name in. Just stop doing it. What? In Are people that still doing all, that? Well, I mean, it's just he's his name is in now the news cycle. I just feel like it's only a matter of time before it happens oh, again. I just gosh. don't want it to keep happening. So I am asking you right now. I am begging you. Have some sense. Just a little bit, please. If you're going to go down there, at least go down there to actually vote. Don't go down there to waste time. Like, damn. That's not, that's not. Sorry. I just. Remember they were writing Harambe in the uh, the ballot and just stupid shit like that. Was it during the presidential ballot or Mm -hmm. something crazy? One of the most critically important elections, you know, in in the way this system works. So it's just dumb to me. You know, I get it. I get it, right? I get but, it. But you but have please. to, if you down there, you know what I'm saying? There's a time and a place. It's a time and a place. So pop your shit on Twitter. You can say whatever you want now. Go play on pop TikTok. Pop your shit on Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> but like if you're down there in the booth, 
like maybe if I was more political, politically forward, I would think that that was funny or something. Well, actually, if I was more, I wouldn't think that was funny. Right. Even more. I was but like, say. I just don't understand why people do it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, do they think like the system doesn't mean shit anyway? So let's just yes. go ahead and do this shit because a bunch of people finna do exactly it and then they do it, it. and then and they I'm fuck like, around and find out every single time. They fuck around and find out, and all of these people who I'm not gonna say any names because I actually like this person's outlet, and I was really surprised when they started speaking positively about Donald Trump, but. Well, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it. I was watching um, the Baddie Life podcast that Rocky, who used to be on the Bad Girls Club hosts, she has a podcast called Baddie Life, but she spells it B-A-D-D-Y. I think probably because it's a legal issue or whatever, but Baddie Life podcast. And she interviews ex-Bad Girls Club cast members, lots of the Zeus Network talent. You know what I'm saying? Like all of them come through her podcast. It's cute. She's got a really cute daughter. She got a really cute little daughter and shit. So she's doing that. But I was surprised because she had Roly. If you know anything about One More Chance of Love and Batty South, you know Roly Poly Snack Mills, the girl who is as light as a feather on her feet and has been whooping ass (laughs) since we met her on the show (laughs) and cussing hoes out on that show. Roly don't play and I love her on that show, right? They're in a conversation on Rocky's podcast and Rocky starts bringing up Donald Trump or some kind of way in his politics. And Roley was like, well, you know what? I actually volunteered at an organization that sends political information to people, to young people. And it's not um, Rocky was saying something about like, I mean, the economy was whatever. Roley was like, well, for me, it's just more about like the way his policies are harmful to like such such people. And girl, if you look it up like this, this affects these groups of people disproportionately in this way. Roley like laid it out in such a smooth and, and palatable way. And um, Rocky was like, well, damn, I never really thought about it like that. And there's a lot of Rockies that are voting mm-hmm. that, that don't right. even understand how to un- how to pick a candidate that you support or don't even understand how to look at their, they just don't understand the full scope of voting and they're just saying what they've heard other people say. Well, he got the money and they was getting stimulus checks. So we should vote for him. And Roley like presented her with some facts and Rocky was like, oh, well, damn. I, okay, well, I didn't even know about that. And they moved on. Mm-hmm. But that's why people lack that information. And that's why we yeah. in this boat anyway. But speaking of Kanye West, I'm glad you brought that up because we finna talk about oh, his it's my fault. Yeah, and then we're going to get out the mud, I swear to God. You know what I'm saying? Because if you step in shit too long, you start stanking too. So, and this is kind of funny, y'all. So Kanye West, actually, we know that he was just dropped from everybody. Okay, and I'm dropping everybody. I'm getting dropped by everybody. Okay, you won't break. They even broke his soul and his hole because he getting fucked in the ass with no Vaseline right now by all these brands that he he lauded and, and used as some sort of um, testament to his worth, which they literally were, I guess. But it meant a lot to him that these white people saw him professionally. Right, and right. now they're turning their backs on him in droves. And it's so funny because he still thinks that he has this value in the marketplace, but the doors are literally getting slammed in his face, which is what we're about Ooh, to discuss now. Lord. So this week he showed up to the Skechers headquarters, right? Now y'all know Skechers <laughs> shoes, you know Skechers. <laughs> He showed up to the Skechers um, headquarters uninvited and unannounced, and he got immediately turned away. Right. So two Skechers, um, Skechers has come forward saying that considering Ye was engaged in unauthorized filming, 
two Skechers executives escorted him and his party from the building after a very brief conversation, the company said in a statement, um, referring to Mr. West by the name Ye that he goes by, of course. They continued, Skechers is not considering and has no intention of working with West. We condemn his recent divisive remarks and do not tolerate anti-Semitism or any form of hate speech. That's what Skechers said. Now, you know, y'all didn't seen Skechers shoes. And I, you know, I ain't trying to yuck nobody's young. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you like baby, getting kicked by a Skecher. Can you imagine a Skecher on the crack of your ass, your black ass, after you had the gall and the hearty arrogance and sense of self in the Bible, they cause it being puffed up with pride, right? Mm. So he was so puffed up with pride that he went in them offices uninvited, unannounced, no appointment. And he just thought that Skechers was going to be happy to have his raggedy ass, problematic <laughs> ass. Y'all, that's going to be the title of the episode, Puffed Up With Pride. <laughs> puffed Up With Pride. <laughs> and and, and boots. That's why them boots is so big and them coats and jackets are so big. <laughs> he walk around looking like doom, boom, boop, 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 boop. Walk around looking like no. that thing, like Missy in no, that blow up suit. Because shout out to uh, Chase in LA. Because Shopping he is com. literally puffed up with pride. And his ego is so big that he thought he could bring them big ass rain boots and swashbuckling rain boots, okay? And them dirty <laughs> jeans in the Wait, did you, did you see, side note, the, the clip that went mm-hmm. viral with Kim Kardashian said he texted her because she had on white sunglasses and he told her, we don't do white sunglasses. <laughs> and, she, and she texted him back and said, well, I don't know, Kanye, because you've been wearing the same boots <laughs> for months. <laughs> Good. He was right about them sunglasses. You told him when you change your boots. <laughs> white sunglasses always look cheap to me. I don't know why, it but depends. they just always like he I've tried on it several. Loewe had this cute. pair that I really wanted, and I when I tried them on, they were dope. But I was just like, they just feel because like feel low, like I got them at Six Flags. Low has a really cute pair that are like rectangular, kind of puffed out. They're super cute. I'm sure you've seen them. Puffed Everyone at glasses. Fashion Week puffed up with pride. <laughs> Everyone at uh, Fashion Week had on mine, but I like white sunglasses. But anyway, I think they're the cheap fact on that me. He... Maybe it's because I be having earrings or something. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> I'm in I'm old, pretty Ricky. Like I'm in the group of spectacular <laughs> when I have on white sunglasses. I What's next? Rip stone white jeans. Like I don't know. I just I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> But, you know, He's there is range. something to be said, and you are hilariously correct, because Skechers is like the middle of America, like the outlet, like like they sell to like a very specific white, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. So for Kanye Just to like be him. there to do whatever he doing, <laughs> it's like, what? Like, that's why it's so funny. In that context, it makes perfect sense that he want to align with that sort of whiteness, right? No, it makes sense for him to think he could align, but for for Skechers, they looking at him like, nigga, do you not know who we are? Like... That's why it's just like, nigga, now. They they told him like Sophia told uh, Miss Millie in the color purple. Remember when she told her to apologize? She said, hell no. I said, hell no. That's what Skechers (laughs) told him. Sketches were standing there with their hands on their hip when he got in that, in that. He ain't make it through the vestibule. They told him, no, you and this is all really, get the fuck out. This is all like hella sad to witness. Yep. It like, is. it's just sad. It's just sad. And the it minute really I start is. feeling sorry for him, I read the text that he posted on Instagram 
to George oh, Floyd's Lord. daughter's mom. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. no. Listen, no. even him saying, I think it was last week, like, oh, now I know what it feels like to have a knee on my neck because of what these corporations are doing and comparing the two. And I don't believe he was being serious. I think he was being shady and being further. You think was, so? Because mm-hmm. I feel like he was being serious. He, I think it was a combination of them both then. But I think that. Like still that trying him, to throw a little jab. like And using yeah. that situation, speaking of it in jest or diminishing it by attaching it to something that is obviously a false equivalency like that. sneakers. Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? I feel like you know insane. that's a false equivalency and you know it's a gross one. And so I believe yeah. it was done on purpose. Sometimes, I, like on The Real Housewives of Atlanta one time, when Marlo was first introduced in season four, she got into an argument with Kim Zosiak. She kept bringing up the words Big Papa while she was arguing with Candy because she knew it was driving Kim crazy just the mention uh, of those words. And people do shit like that as a tactic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's what that was. I believe he's he's doing it. He's doubling down on all of it. And y'all can miss me with this dumbass, um, moist-eyed bumpkin theory that you have that, oh, well, you see, just not checkers, and he gonna be free oh, from all I love it. That. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna be free of it. That's LLC Twitter talking about that's a great way to get out of your contract. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. You moist-eyed don't-know-nothing bumpkins, you. So dumb thinking that he has this master plan when all the all along he's been coiling up to master's cock. That's the problem. He's he's been a, mm-hmm. aligning himself with this sort of shit. These pe- people that don't want nothing to do with him unless they can make money from him. Dummy, because it's business, you dummy. But he's seeking out some sort of acknowledgement. He, everything about him wants to be deemed as better than or exceptional or noteworthy, which to a right. certain extent I understand when you're gifted, when you're a gifted artist, right? But for him, it goes deeper as far as his self-image and self-worth. And it's so gross that he's seeking this validation from these people that he will never get. And now he's spinning around in fucking circles of self-ruination, self-ruination, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. He's ruining his goddamn self. Yeah, it's it, down bad. Yeah, and yeah. It, 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 he's ruining himself and it takes away that's why, like, I, I've always been like, you know what? I'm done with this nigga, like, for the longest because he already is genius. He already has achieved greatness. But it's like when his ego gets involved and he doesn't handle rejection, he takes this shit to the media and does all this extra shit and then tries to involve the black community in certain ways. It's like, bro, you have to give us a break because we've supported you up until this point And then some, some people continue to support you. And it's like, you're doing all of this. You're doing all of the wrong things. And you're, you've done so many great, amazing things. And it's because you're being rejected. There's so many other great, amazing things you can do and will do. But here you are doing this shit to us, putting us through it, trying to take away from our greatness. Like, that's why I'm like, I have to stop the energy blockage there. Like, I had to make sure I, I, I don't even read the stories. But then he still is him. So you're still going to see it in certain places, especially when the algorithm just wants to put him on places. Jesus. Yeah, he's everywhere. <sighs> yeah, except for here, because we're moving on from him. Mm-hmm. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news, this was funny to me. So Michael Ely, y'all know Michael Ely, right? The talented mm-hmm, actor. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know, Have y'all been watching Reasonably Doubt, Reasonable Doubt on Hulu? No, he's in that. Mm-hmm. No. Oh no, but I will. Well, now I doubt <laughs> I've watched it, but I will. <laughs> um, well, Michael Ely, who, we, who people like to call him like Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes, right? <laughs> he um shared that. We all know that he was a part of the Think Like a Man 2 film with Taraji P. Henson. And the P stands for perfect. Okay. 
And the story we're about to share is a testament to that. So during a recent interview, Michael Ely said that he and Taraji had a love scene to shoot um, on that movie while they were shooting Think Like a Man 2. And so he said he had just had a child. And so he hadn't had time to like physically work out and get in shape for his role like he normally would have, you know, in preparation for starting the film. But he said that before he had that sex scene, that intimate scene with Taraji, he did 250 pushups in his trailer before he got on set. Right. He said he broke them up. You know, it took him about 20 minutes, you know, to do all of them or whatever. So he said they got on set and they got in the bed and Tarazi snuggled up against them um, as they prepared to film or whatever, you know, so they were getting in, doing, taking care of the blocking for the scene, which is where you position your body or whatever. Right. And she said, he said that Tarazi snuggled up to him and he put his arm around her and she Uh-oh. nuzzled up to his chest and she told him, Michael, you, you a little ripe. <laughs> the motherfucker was musty so Taraji P. Henson this is an urban story it's, it's almost an urban legend but it's true it's true uh, Taraji P. Henson told Michael Ely he was musty on the set of Think Like a Man too. I just think that was something that Damn. we need to share and put in our egos you know what I'm saying can you imagine Taraji calling someone ripe though is fucking hilarious I need to ripe. add that and you know what that means you know if you think about just the way the words not ripe and that being connected to and attached to the scent that is emanating from your body. Sounds hot and warm and funky. That's what he was. He had did 250 push-ups back there. Motherfucker was sweating. His little back was wet and clammy. His little back. You know what I'm saying? He got on that goddamn set. Taraji, you know, Taraji from D.C., shit. So she ain't gonna sit in that stank too long. You know what I'm saying? Taraji doesn't... She smelled them onions. <laughs> <laughs> For her to tell him is the funniest part, because I don't know if I would have said something. Would you have said yes, something? Hell yeah. I would have said something versus smelling something. You either go, you going to smell something or you going to say something. Which one are you going to do? And Taraji already told us how she get down. I got to put me first. I got to put me first. Taraji got to put herself first. So she has what's to he going to do? He ain't going to leave the scene to go Yes, the fuck he is. He gonna go back there and roll some deodorant. Oh hell yeah, (laughs) rolls roll some roll a speed stick underneath that arm of his. That's what he needs. He needs to get something by menin. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Get him him some tussy deodorant or something. (laughs) Yeah, by menin. He needs some of that. (laughs) Get him some Mitchum. You ever seen Mitchum? That's for you, real funky motherfuckers. You know you need Mitchum. You need that Mitchum deodorant. You need to get you some of that. So, Michael Levy, you need to stop stanking. And I don't know about you, but somebody, you only got one time to tell me I stank and you ain't never going to see or smell me again. Okay? First motherfucker I'm checking is me. Halloween is over. Side to side, okay? Um, but I thought that was a funny story to kind of lift us up out of it the is. depths of the bowels of society where we were with the mother, too. And now, in other news, we got two more news stories and then we're going to move on down the road. Mm-hmm. Emmy Award winner Shirley Ralph, okay, Uh-oh. was denied check in on her flight by a Delta Airlines employee for arriving four minutes too late. Now, you all know that you have to be there 45 minutes prior to the boarding time, right? To check a bag. It's an hour, ain't it? Or maybe it is 45. JFK, I think it's, I think it's an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely check bags because I have trust issues. Whoa, trust issues. <laughs> and I don't like my shit being away from me. So I try to take advantage of the two full size carry ons as I can. But anyway, she was denied to arrive, you know, to check in her flight. <laughs> 
Now I'm finna be fucking pissed off from these from the sounds of blackness in my neighborhood. <laughs> That's what all these sirens and motorcycles and cars with loud music. It's the sound of blackness. You know what I'm saying? That's what you hear around my window. But anyway. So she was denied um, entry on her flight and she posted a short video clip of sharing her displeasure immediately after the incident while she was actually still in the airport. And a lot of fans have been calling her response Karen behavior. They kind of turned on Miss Miss Ralph afterwards. And I found that funny. So we're going to actually throw to the clip. I want you to hear what <laughs> Cheryl had to say about her experience. And then you all give me your thoughts on her response to this, right? Everybody, a blessed Sunday to you. So listen, this just happened. I went to the airline, you know, the one that I'm a three million miler on to check my bags. And I was four minutes late because they need 45 minutes for you to check in. And the woman said, oh, there is absolutely nothing we can do for you. I was like, um, it's only four minutes. I've, I've checked in on flights later than this with more. Oh, absolutely not. And I was just saying, you know what? In these days and times, just be kinder. Just be nicer because you just never, ever know. Anyway, I just bought my, my ticket on American Airlines and we'll be flying now. Thank you. God bless you. And be well. well, well, well. <laughs> so I love things, it. Right? I live for it. Cheryl Lee Ralph can, can do no wrong in my eyes. And she did no wrong here. I mean, she didn't curse the lady out. She didn't post the lady's information. She literally moved on. She So she informed the lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I have a certain status. And it's not to say that she's trying to pull her dick out on the lady. It's literally to say, like, I am part of your rewards program. So, Three like, you million. Know, Three yeah, million miler. I was like, if, whoa, what? Listen, if that is, if I type in Ralph, Cheryl Lee, and I see three million miles and it's four minutes. Miss Ralph, go ahead and have a good day. But maybe that lady was going through something and Miss Ralph understood and was like, you know what? I could give this lady a piece of my mind, but you know what? I'm blessed. So let me just go on over here to American and buy my ticket and keep it moving. And she did. She just was so frustrated. She had to let somebody know what happened. And she did it without raising a fuss to anybody. So for all those people calling her Karens, you're the real Karen. <laughs> Absolutely. And first of all, she can't Karen. be no Karen. She is she, a black woman. Now... Like okay, already. so she not no Karen, and, and she surely of now people like Candace on and them they can be Karens, but they're not black women. <laughs> so you see the difference, like that's the difference. Um, also, um, I thought that it was funny. Forgive me, because y'all know I have the utmost respect for Shirley, Miss Shirley Ralph. You know, and it was funny, but I just thought it was it was funny that she chose American Airlines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just seemed old people shit. Like, you know, I got my ticket on American Airlines and I'm fine. <laughs> that was funny to me. Now, I also thought that that, now, Miss, Miss Ralph, now that's the time uh, to break Ms. out Ralph. in the song. Ah! Yeah, man, Amy Winner! <laughs> you should have been singing and telling them who you was at that motherfucking ticket counter so they could have pushed your bag through. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's when you need to sing to Diane Reeves. Okay, that's the now time. Then, then they really would have had something to say about her. But like, oh, Cheryl Lee Ralph tried to say, I'm an Emmy winner or singer, put on a show just to get right, through. Right, then it would have been a whole other issue. Then they really would have reported them tabloids uh, on some other shit. And I just can't believe that people looked at her and was thinking like, like that, they were like, "How? Why would she get on the internet and complain?" Blah, blah blah. Y'all get on the internet and complain. I get on the internet and complain sometimes, but like every day, there are complaints on the internet. And she literally in this moment was wrong because it was four minutes. Like for me, I would have been pissed. I'm like, "Ma'am, it is four minutes." Like I have clear, I have pre-check, I I am getting to where I am going. <laughs> like what, yeah. you ain't gonna stop me, and she ain't stopped Shirley. And you're always at the, the mercy of their mood. 
You're always at the yep. mercy of their mood too, because sometimes, which I mean, it's humans; it's just what it is. But sometimes they they'll be like, "We're gonna help you out." You know, other times mm-hmm. you could tell mm-hmm. they're having a hard day. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just shit out of luck, or some people just take their job very, 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 very seriously. So, luck of the I job. I had an experience. But- I'm about to call mm-hmm. me a Karen or a Keith. I don't give a fuck. I had an experience at the Atlanta airport recently. Oh, um, I, had to, I had to speak on a panel and I had to fly back to work the next morning here in New York. So I, I had to go straight to the airport. I get to the airport. I'm going through security. It is literally. So I'm walking towards the clear gate. Right. And so the girl tells me Mm-mm. she sounded like that old lady. We got to get somebody else to do it. That's how she sounded. She said, <laughs> no, clear is clear. It's clear. Clear closes at eight. So I look down at my phone. Clear I'm like, oh, okay, it's at eight. I'm like, okay, it's 7.55. Well, they close at five minutes early. Oh, stop. I said, no. I said, I'm about to go through here and go to clear. I'm telling you, they closed down. I had to call security. I was like, you know what? You a low down person. That's the only thing I could think of. That's <laughs> yeah, the only sure thing I could, that came to my mind. Uh, I was like, that's literally the only thing I could think to say to her because I was so goddamn mad. I was like, you wow. know what? You a low down person. And I walked away. And 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 went through um, security, and the other lady let me end up cutting the line, kind of, and she was cool. But I could not believe she said that to me and did that to me. I was so offended. So sometimes people are on some straight up bullshit. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, nothing wrong with true. calling them out. Okay, mm-hmm. she didn't expose. She didn't dox anyone and put anybody's personal information right. on the internet. She didn't mm-hmm. videotape the lady's face. Or yep. None of that. And you're she not was a kid that either. She was venting. Wrong and that well, I think that a lot of that conversation, this it sounded like a lot of hater veal to me. A lot of these people who had negative commentary about Cheryl's video, what it is is you've been bombarded with so much positive news and so much love surrounding Cheryl Underwood. You're looking for something, something, anything. Yeah. And then and you're not just for nothing. being an ogre. Those same fucking people are going to be the ones complaining when everybody's replaced by fucking robots because then they ain't going to mm-hmm. have no leeway to do shit. And then they're going to be mad about everything all the goddamn time. She's not for, always four minutes late. Yeah. The okay. only thing, the only thing I will say that cracked me up, and I have respect for Shirley, Shirley. But you know that that like nice nasty tone okay. always <laughs> makes me laugh because she's like, "Hello, saints." Mm-hmm. And you know, three mm-hmm. million mile. But then mm-hmm. she's still like in, getting in the lady's ass, but mm-hmm. in just like a really nice way. I don't know why mm-hmm. that always cracks. I really up. wish so I like, could have seen her and the lady. Like when when she was telling what happened, I was like, I "Damn, I wish Rob was footage. smiling." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. probably like Dustin, like uh, Mama Lucy and Doctor Heavenly. Shout out to Meredith Madison. Yes. Um, okay, so last thing, last thing. We all know Halloween just passed. Thank God, it felt like it had been eighty. It's been eighty four. Oh my years. God, I felt this so is the guilty. longest Halloween. Hallow's Eve. God, I damn. felt so guilty, y'all, because it was pouring. I mean, pouring, raining. So I was like, oh, you know what? Kids probably ain't gonna be trick or treating because it's fucking listen. So I didn't get <laughs> any candy because I was like, I don't want a house full of bags of candy. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> right, so I was like, you know what? They're not going to come. I'm just not going to do it. And and Jade had literally hit me earlier. Like, oh, CVS has like three for one bags or some <laughs> shit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pop by CVS. Didn't do it because I was Didn't also really it. busy. Y'all, all those little feet coming up on my 
porch all night. I felt like shit. Damn. <laughs> they were ringing the pattern. doorbell. You hear the little excited feet and they're like knocking and ringing the doorbell. And then they'd knock again, just like. Let's just make sure. Oh, so you you were sitting on the couch trying to hide, like oh, oh no. my god, I'm so no. Every knock, I just like died inside a little bit more, oh, and it was so many Fred. kids. I felt oh, you better be glad I wasn't there because you know me, I'd have been right in that window with my phone <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> And I looked at their music they play when people lose on the prices, right? Every time they walked away from year. that porch, I would have played that shit. <laughs> Friend, you better have candy next year because the last thing I want is them little kids marking you as the no candy lady house and trying to and egg your house and stuff. Eggs yeah. and toilet yeah. paper. No, yeah. it just, I felt, no, y'all, I look like, y'all know me. I felt. Here. I was on yeah, the couch I like I feel bad. I feel bad that you feel bad because I know I, I just can't imagine you just like on the couch like little candy. But you know what? I should have known too. Like, girl, you're in the PNW. Like, of course, some kids gonna be out in the rain. Is all they know. You was like, high Kids you. don't give a fuck, and they don't care. They're like Mm-mm. soaked. You ain't looking you know, lollipop right. No, I didn't. Okay, good. Because <laughs> that would have been real messed up. You was like, oh no, they're not kids. Having a fucking meltdown in my living room. I felt so bad. Then I was like, should I turn the lights off? Oh, had a hot prisoner in your own home. Oh, God, forgive me. Anyway. And that God is cheering. Well, for mine, the building literally asked you to submit if you wanted to participate. I looked at the list like, oh, baby. That's such a cute idea. Child, so they like know who to go to. Six or seven apartments signed up out of. 400 plus. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank God. Sounds like a good community to live in to me. <laughs> but you know what? On. All the all the houses on my block had their lights off, so I don't think I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, there's some sad children. My block was on the PM, PNW. <laughs> <laughs> I looked out the window. Way I looked out of one of my side windows, and the kids look so sad. <laughs> We got to make sure Noah get her trick or treat now before she get out there. That's you know what they have? Them people mean you know the they kids have the out little there. Pail, the little Hell pail, yeah. it was like scraping Yo. against. The side. <laughs> when they leave, the little the little jack o' lantern is got a frown now. The jack o' lantern is smiling now. All sad. It's P and W. Pussy nigga, what? That's what they say to them kids. <laughs> Hey, you want some candy? So what, pussy nigga? What? No, it's a PNW, motherfucker. Like, ain't shit, ain't shit sweet. That's what they be telling. No. You want some candy? Ain't shit sweet. Tough titty. Oh, God. I felt awful. I felt awful, awful, awful. But that's it. Next year, I'll do better. Well, <laughs> speaking of Halloween and feeling awful, Monica posted and deleted one of her Halloween costumes, right? People have Why? mixed responses Over to this. Friend, so. You ain't see it. No, Monica, I was probably um, on my couch crying, <laughs> feeling bad, and ignoring kids, thinking yeah. bad over the years, feeling bad. Child, about Monica might be doing the same thing. No, I'm just like, so <laughs> Monica posted a picture. Um, she was in costume, dressed as Left Eye from her arson mugshot photo. Um, we all know that in oh. June 9th in 1994, Lisa <laughs> Left Eye Lopez from TLC um, allegedly set fire to a pair of sneakers in the bathtub of her then. 
boyfriend, man, nigga, fiance, Andre Rising, which shout out to Andre Rising. He's from my hometown of Flint, Michigan, who was an no, NBA player at the time. Um, and, you know, then she went outside and took a vacuum cleaner pipe to the windshield of two of his luxury vehicles. And before God long, damn. the entire mansion was engulfed in flames. Right. Wow. So, like I, I said, Monica recreated the photo. I mean, down to the outfit, the hair, everything. It was like spot on. You know, Monica goes like in for mm-hmm. Halloween. Like she goes there with her costume um, and her experience. She always throws a big ass Halloween party every year too. This year they had like zip line and set up in the backyard and all kinds of shit. Like it was like a whole experience. But um, Monica posted it and people had like a lot of response and negative backlash saying that it was insensitive and you know, that they thought it was weird and they were triggered. You know, all the everybody's favorite buzzwords when they want to just talk Uh-oh. shit about something. And people were really, you know, they had a really large response to that and felt that it was inappropriate for her to post that. Um, did you see Jermaine t- Dupree comment? No, what did he say? All he said was, wow. I was crying. Just, <laughs> just that wow. <laughs> I think he was probably wild by how spot on it was, right? Um, and right. just so you can see as a point of reference, if you're watching on Patreon, shout out to Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Thank you for joining <laughs> our Patreon. Patreon.com slash friends on podcast. Thank you, Patreon. But if you're watching on Patreon, you can see the two photos. Oh, that's Monica wow. on the top she and that's left eye on. on the bottom. Wow. Spot on. So maybe his wow was for that. Well, as you can see, people were saying things like, I think Monica dressed up his left eye's mugshot is strange. Maybe it's just me. Um, um, uh, Monica going as left eye when she burnt that man house is very, very on brand. Monica is tasteless. I'm disappointed. All this other shit. Um, Yikes. um, uh, Monica (laughs) is weird as hell for that costume. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. So T-Boz responded, right? T-Boz, one of the other, one of the (laughs) surviving members of TLC, she she, uh, commented and said, hi, you're crazy. I love it. Funny story. I dressed her that day and my mama said, why you give her that ugly ass dress? She said, (laughs) why did I put her in that dress? Funny, you did that. I miss my sister. So T-Boz had a positive response to it. Um, And everybody else kind of understood that you know what it was but i just was like why is this such a problem for people people mimic costumes or they had millions of fucking jeffrey dahmer costumes this year you know what i'm saying like people do things that are really insensitive yeah did you see the little girl dressed like she had just got a bbl yeah she was in advantages advantages no, she couldn't have been on more than two, and they had oh, her like covered in like bandages, like a mummy, and like a cane with the little like butt cheeks, uh-huh. butt cheeks popping. Out. <laughs> and then she had what is it called when you pull in the um the IV? The, the IV, IV, yeah, on the on the wheel. She had it on the drip. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is awful, but so but funny. it was funny. But it was so, so funny. It was funny. But there are costumes, you know, that people could that kind of go there. And I just think people cast judgment on stuff. Like Monica was not trying to be insensitive to anything. She knows them. You know what I'm saying? Like these are people that she had a personal relationship with. I just yeah. thought that if people just were bitching for the sake of, you know what I'm yep. saying? That's how I felt. Because who gives a damn what you think about what the fuck she had on for Halloween? So yeah, and it's a story y'all. that Lisa has talked about and told, and mm-hmm. you know we saw her in documentary, so it's not like she was like ashamed of mm-hmm. what happened. She was very matter of fact. So I mean, I don't know. I, I 
obviously with the internet, people are going to get hit differently by different things. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. And you know, the internet also does that thing where it takes one person to be like, I don't know, but, and then someone underneath be like, you know, me too. And then someone else. And then before you know it, it's 150,000 comments. Yeah. So friends, it's just, it is just the internet. I personally, when, if I would have seen it, I don't know that I would have felt the way, but that's just me. I think people just also have this awkward or weird relationship with nostalgia because mm-hmm. these aren't people speaking out to Monica that were tied to left eye. Like these are like fans and stuff. And it's like, I mean, it's weird for y'all and y'all can feel that way. And I guess, you know, it is social media so you can comment that, but for y'all to just downright say she has no taste and stuff. It's like, mm, that doesn't make sense. Cause like, why is it tasteless to you? And then if you explore that, maybe you could be like, mm, well, maybe this ain't tasteless. I just think fucking waited or it is cute. Actually, if I look at it from this perspective or whatever, but you know, the internet's going to internet. So well, I feel yes. like just, yeah. <clears throat> who you, <laughs> <laughs> who you, why should I give a damn how that shit made your ass feel a choice right. that I made? And you, you can feel saying? it. I think where I always get concerned with the internet is like, why do you think the person always needs to know what Thank you, you feel? Right. Thank you. Feel what you feel. You yep. have the right. Be mm-hmm. pissed. Think it's tacky. Do think she's weird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have never. Have, have y'all ever? And be honest. Have y'all ever gone on the comments of someone with something that you didn't like and shared your opinion about it? Not undeserved. I have no. never done that. Even when well, I hate people, I don't do it. No. I might have. I might have talked shit about maybe. If anything, it was way back in the day. Now I would never. <laughs> but you know, may, I don't know. I don't think not now. So no, I'm not my yeah. best. Yeah. So you know, you know but whatever. I hate to put. I bet they won't say blast. that shit to her face. You know what's funny? Who does not. that? What? Well, I don't actually. I shouldn't put them out there like that. But y'all remember Michelle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. She used to be comments popping off about stuff. Oh yeah, well Michelle's a barb. <laughs> but yeah, that's I always know, funny that, to me when you see your friends like, under shit. You be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I have family members that do it, and I see. And when I go to like the shade room or whatever, of course, like the comments. Will pop I'll up. see my little cousins, and I'll be like, "Oh, you so raggedy." They'll be like, "This bitch," I'm like, "Ew, <laughs> yeah. ew." Like, Not why you? Are you <laughs> Get off the shade room. <laughs> then, like my cut, I love my family too because I done had stuff on the internet before where people have been negative in the comments, and I'll go on there and see like <laughs> my first cousins down there cussing their ass out. <laughs> and it'd be so funny because I always tell them like, don't say shit. If anybody right. say something negative, like it's cool. Like don't say nothing. But that's different. Well, that's different. They're going to fuck off. Like, <laughs> bitch. Different. First of all, <laughs> that's why motherfucking. Cut like they be literally on that. <laughs> so See, I think that's, that's cool funny. though. I think that's cool though. I don't. I'm not mad at that. But I don't. I can't imagine just jumping into strangers' <laughs> things. Tell them what like, I think yeah. of them. Like that's just a different being, you know. But so with that being that said, way. those are our hot topics this week for the friend zone. Thank you much for joining our news hour. News hour on the friend zone. <laughs> that's what they were. Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Plus. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And now we're going to kick it over to Fran with the motherfucking wind chimes. Bring them right. in. Let's bring in those wind chimes. So today's wellness segment is actually me highlighting two projects that I've been working on for a while now that I can finally talk about. I'm very excited. <clears throat> so the projects. first one, right? The first one I want to talk about. So y'all know that I have said for a long time that I have wanted to work behind the scenes. It's something that I'm excited about, wanted to kind of expand what that looks like for me. I think I'm a really good producer. I think I'm really good at formatting episodes and coming mm-hmm. up with ideas and concepts yeah. and executing them. <laughs> I think as a creative, that's my strength. So I've been wanting to uh, take on opportunities that will allow me to flex that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And y'all know on this show, I've talked for years that my dream would be to work for NPR. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so excited to tell you guys that NPR contacted me months back, really earlier in the year, about working on a project with Ooh. them and producing a podcast. <laughs> Y'all, even saying it, my heart's beating all fast. It's just so cool how we just manifest shit like that. So let me tell y'all a little bit about it. So obviously I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you what I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So a national livability index labeled the Cleveland metro area as the worst place for black women to live. And then researchers, Bethany Studnik and Chi-Chi and Camera created this research project called Project Noir, where they surveyed 500 black women from the Cleveland area, asked them everything from their experiences in healthcare, their experiences in the education system and the workplace, and just uh, put together a beautiful, comprehensive research project, like I said, called Project Noir, that really broke down everything that they learned from surveying those 500 women. So NPR tapped me to produce that research project and turn it into a podcast. So my job is to format each episode, everything from the music to the interviews to working with the researchers to figure out the best way to write the episodes out. And basically what I do on Friend Zone, but just for NPR. And I'm just so thankful because that's so cool. Y'all know how I feel about wellness. Y'all know how I feel about black women. Y'all know how this is just like everything I've ever loved and am passionate about culminated into one beautiful project and I'm honored when they hit me there was that bit of like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know how your brain is like me like but then I remember the first meeting we had they were so excited that I was a part of it and I had to like remind myself like Fran you've been doing this for a long time and you're really good at it you know and they wouldn't hit you Asking you to take on the task of formatting a mm-hmm. podcast if they didn't think that you were capable. So there was a little bit of, you know, 
pep talking I had to do. Y'all know how that goes when you're stepping into bigger shoes of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, So really just feeling safe, expanding into that role. So where this conversation comes in and I mentioned um, a couple of weeks back that I wanted the help of any of our listeners who happen to be mm-hmm. black women living in Cleveland. Maybe you grew up there, even if you don't live there anymore. I would love for you to call me because we are going to include a voicemail portion where I really thought it would be important to hear directly from the women of Cleveland themselves. Yeah. So we have surveyed the women based on the research. But I was like, I want to tap into my platform and hopefully connect with black women in Cleveland directly. So 216-223-8312. If you're a black woman who grew up in Cleveland, who are currently living in Cleveland, who have experienced Cleveland, I'd love to hear your voice. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what your experience has been overall. If you want to focus on an experience in the workplace, at the doctor's office, anywhere in healthcare and education, growing up through the school systems, we'd love to hear from you. You'll be a crucial part, a crucial element, because this is literally about you. It's for you. And we're hoping that if this podcast is done right, we can change where Cleveland landed on that livability index and as well as every other city that popped up on there. So wanted to put that out into your awareness. Once again, that's 216-223-8312. I'd love to hear from you. Congratulations. You. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> this is so wonderful. You've known discussed how you wanted to Super work deserved. with NPR. And I'm so excited for F-R-A-N-P-R. That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> That's so cute. I like that. Mm-hmm. This is so exciting. And I have to shout out Idea Stream because NPR has a radio station called Idea Stream and it's in Cleveland and I'm working with Idea Stream to bring this together. So it's their radio Wonderful. station in Cleveland. They're helping me, you know, with the audio and all the technical mm-hmm. aspects of it. And even the host that that's going to host the actual podcast is a journalist from their radio station. So these are like heavy hitters. Like I'm really blessed to be working with incredible researchers. They're so inspiring. Every meeting we have and they talk, yeah. just, I'm just sitting there like, like, wow, these people <laughs> are like really good. Like they've been doing this for years. They've honed in on their craft. You know the difference. Mm-hmm. When you're with a journalist, a you news anchor, mm-hmm. researchers, even the way they speak, they don't mince words. They're just so yes. clear. And I'm just blessed. And I think this is going to be a That's beautiful project. Friend. Thank you. And I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm excited for what that means for me moving forward. Hell and for yeah. those of you... Like I said, please call us because you will be a crucial element to this 11 episode podcast that will be launching in the spring. And what's the number again, Fran? 216-223-8312. I'd love to hear from you. So that's that announcement. Yes. And then (laughs) my second (laughs) announcement, (laughs) like I said, it's been a busy year. Hold on. Let me pull up my screenshots. Okay. So. I mentioned that I was working on a project with Kia, Dr. Takia mm-hmm. Robinson, PhD, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Chef Jade of All Jades, mm-hmm. Jade Verrett, both of the Getting Grown podcast, but also our sisters. Of our um, heart. Of our heart. Yes. So <clears throat> Target had contacted us last year 
and they mm-hmm. said that they had received this budget and they really wanted to put together some content. And <clears throat> we gave them a proposal of this three part video series called Illuminating Intersectionality. We worked on it since last year. That's that's all Kia with that one. Mm-hmm. And the series <laughs> Illuminating Intersectionality is brought to you by Target's Black Beyond Measure platform. Like I said, it's hosted by me and Kia and Chef and Kia and Chef. You hear me, Kia and Jade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chef. Carter Raekwon, the Chef. <laughs> <laughs> this series, uh, our write-up says this series features dynamic discussions about identity, power, and intersectionality as a tool for honoring the beautiful complexity of black womanhood conversations cover topics such as race class socioeconomic status education food and food access cultural expression and so much more and in addition brilliantly black woman owned companies like mented cosmetics essie spice and partake foods were also highlighted Um, we also have which is really cool we have crystal scotty bean sylvia obey Yes. And Jasmine Lawson of Netflix, who will be hosting a Twitter chat yes. as each episode drops and helping us amplify the conversation with their yes. own thoughts, their own experiences. Love all of those ladies. So all this is a beautiful project because it's like we all love each other. We're all friends and we all get to yes. work together. And, you know, that's my favorite way to work. And yes, the exciting friend. part is I got to direct this entire project. Which I'm is so good. proud of you, man. <laughs> I am so proud of you. Thank you, friends. I got to direct it. I got to be, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw some behind the scenes where I was working with the different founders and the companies mm-hmm. we highlighted and whether I was at their offices, at their warehouses, mm-hmm. they were coming to us at the studio, figuring out the best way to shoot their makeup, everything down to which cameras we use, to the lenses, to how we wanted the lighting, to the structure of the show, the creative, the art direction, like I got the opportunity, like I said, I love being behind the scenes and it was amazing to have this second opportunity to flex what that looks like. So with NPR, I flex behind the scenes with audio, mm-hmm. with Target, I got to flex behind the scenes with visuals. And I'm thankful to have those two opportunities come together at the same time, which has been extremely oh overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I was about to say, handling those. But I'm proud of on. myself. While doing our show and our Patreon and and everything else in life. So what a blessing. It's been such an incredible... Talk about new month, new blessing, okay? Mm, When I say that, I mean it. Mm -hmm. What an (laughs) incredible addition to your portfolio of work. Like the way you just padded your portfolio. Wow. Yeah, wait till y'all see. So like I said, the trailer... And shout out to Max Hilding. Mm-hmm. Shameless Maya's husband. Saga Daddy. Saga Daddy. Who is the editor for all of our trailers and all of the episodes. And they look beautiful. Like my production team put their foot in their ass. Like they knew, they knew that this project meant a lot. And so mm-hmm. they came with their A game. Everybody did what they had to do. And so it looks beautiful. Uh, we worked really hard on the content. Kia's episode focuses on black women in higher education, obviously, because of her academic mm-hmm. background. My episode focuses on the intersection of race and class, where I get to expo- discuss the experiences I've had with coming from the projects, but also going to all these private schools and now living in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
Chef Jade gets mm-hmm. to talk about the intersection between food, culture, and blackness. So mm-hmm. we got into some really great conversation about like food apartheid, apartheid and uh, mm-hmm. food deserts, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. powerful conversation. Y'all know we killed it. Proud of us, the three of us, proud of the whole team. And if you go to my Instagram right now, Instagram.com slash hey friend hey, you will see the super trailer. That gives you a look at all three episodes. The first one will be dropping Monday, November 7th. That's Kia's episode. The second one drops Monday, November 14th. That's my episode. And the third and final episode drops on Monday, November 21st. And that's Jade's episode. And the following day, November 22nd, which is a Tuesday, we will be on IG Live with Crystal, hosted by Crystal, yes. <laughs> who yes. will talk to us about the whole experience. Every and she's gonna ask us questions, everything from the topics that we discuss to the behind the scenes to putting this project together and our long-term partnership with Target's Black Beyond Measure. So Instagram.com slash hey friend hey, check out the trailer. And when the episodes launch, they will be launching on the Loudspeakers Network YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash loudspeakers network. So that's it. Definitely support us. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we got a lot of hate speech once that mm-hmm. Target tweet went out promoting the cover art and they saw the three of us, or at least the art representing us, and so and show that this was a black woman-centered programming mm-hmm. that Target was powering. <sighs> It was mm-hmm. tough. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it was tough. And y'all so, are tougher. That's the we thing. are tough. You we, ladies are we, tougher. We are proud yep. of the work. So we just kept it moving. But just know that we need your support. We need Absolutely. you in the comments. We need your views. We need your likes. We need your shares. We need your your shared experiences. Each episode ends with an an end card that has questions and our goal was to interact with you in a different way where it's not just you watch it and press like but you watch it and also share what you've experienced it as it pertains to the episode topic so Mm -hmm. leave those in the comments you know join our twitter chats as the episodes drop on on this november 7th 14th and 21st at 6 p.m eastern standard time exactly when the chats will load up on Twitter as well. It's all going to happen at the same time. So we need your support. We need your energy. And most importantly, most importantly, we need your covering, you know, Mm -hmm. because obviously these kinds of conversations just pull out a lot of weird energy online. So hope to see you there. I'll give you a reminder again, obviously as each episode drops, but I just wanted to put into your awareness that the trailer is now available on Instagram.com forward slash. Hey friend. Hey. And that's congratulations. It. This is so well yes. thought out and well produced. Okay, Thank so congratulations. You. Wonderful. Thank wonderful, you, wonderful. friend. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. And I have to shout out Leah Jackson. L-E-E-Y-A Jackson. She came up with remember I told y'all I was gonna tap into a listener. Mm-hmm. And hope that they will. She did all of our art, everything from the cover art to the transitions in between scenes. Mm. I mean, even down to the captions, she designed our own typography that's customized to us. Like she did our branding. <laughs> like I, love it. I tell you down to the details, like she she killed it. And I'm thankful that we were able to work with a listener like that's so yes. cool. You know, now she has that on her portfolio. I'm glad we were able to give some coin for that to one of our listeners. Listeners, because mm-hmm. y'all know I love an ecosystem. So that's it. 
Now we can move on Lovely. to Mr. Music Man. <laughs> what we you love got you, for friend. Us this week? That's I love super you guys dope. Too. You're fucking amazing. And Thank you, man. And I more power it. to you. Again, I can't wait to get your own fucking. Uh, I can't wait to get on television. Shit, not just your own network. Goddamn. I can't but, wait to work <laughs> on y'all's shows on television. That'll be well since you a didn't full say, circle you know moment for me. Y'all heard it here <laughs> first, friend. Because friend, you know my angles, so you know I. Will, I that's what the thing they say. They say no one's gonna capture you like someone who loves you. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so friend, put me know. put me on the camera. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> moving on into music uh, music business. Actually, we're gonna just keep it short. So, friend, I'm just gonna give you a moment to go on ahead and get your first song. Um, music news. A uh, lots of music has come out. I did not get a chance to listen to everything. But music is out. Uh, videos are out. Uh, Chloe Bailey dropped her song with uh, Lotto. Lotto. Um, for the night. Oh, I did see the um, Lotto. There's a video <laughs> for it. Go check that out. Uh, Scissors back. She dropped a video for her visual shirt. We finally got it. Um, of course, she changed some words because we heard, you know, an earlier version. But um, video still hits for me. Song still that hits song for me. That song is the shit. Love that fucking song. Love. I love Scissor. Like me too. Like, like SZA for me is just you everything to, you about stand her. Your ground. You say what? You stand your ground. You have. To. I'm, I'm just gonna say SZA for me. Like all of her music means something, and she has truly solidified herself as Black Drew Barrymore, which is super dope. Like watching her in the new video and how beautiful she was, but she wasn't trying to put on the other trends that other other girls got going on because she has her own beauty that she leans into, which I love and I appreciate her own style, her own aesthetic, her own music, her own words. She's a, she's everything. She's great. Um, she's original. Uh, she's original. She's a, <laughs> she's one of one. She's the only one. Um, also, <laughs> we got the song from Rihanna. Rihanna, you know, she's been playing for years about giving oh, us music, yeah. but she actually gave us music because she had to because the song that was released was from the Black Panther soundtrack. If you didn't know, because people are complaining about the song, but we're going to get into that in the moment. Anyway, the song is called Lift Me Up. Um, <clears throat> there is a visual for it. She looks fucking awesome and beautiful mm-hmm. and gorgeous. As and always. As always, right? And her voice, the clarity, the... I think she sounds really good on that song. And the growth, Hell, too. Yeah. That's how she's been working, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, Rihanna makes great music. Like, it doesn't matter what type of music she makes... Like there are artists that I like that like make great music. They make great R and B, but then they also do these other types of sounds or songs or things. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking fly. Rihanna makes great R and B music. She makes great because uh, I don't want it to come off a shade when I finally say it. But this song just solidified me. She's great at like soundtracking. Like if there mm-hmm. was ever like a movie where Rihanna was like the soundtrack vocalist or some shit, or she was just singing the whole thing, like she would be phenomenal at it because she had to do another song, uh, Sledgehammer for I think uh, Transformers or something like that. And that song, just the way she captured emotion in that song and and, and that visual and how she did that again in this Black Panther track, I love Rihanna. Shout out to the Navy. Thank you for coming back, girl. Can't wait to see what you drop next. But this was an awesome, amazing welcome back. And I'm sorry. I just laughed thinking about the video of uh, Rihanna on the red carpet. But I'm not going to bring that up or talk about that. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, also, want to say. That's my part. You sound like Greenleaf. <laughs> I was like, oh, she finna go in. 
<laughs> um, but yes, also just to um <clears throat> get serious for a moment, and then we're gonna <laughs> get right into songs to play. So please have that queued up so we can move on. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, no, I'm sorry, I'm just trying. I really wanted to do this, and the green leaf was good, it was a good one. I just, you know, I'm trying to be professional. Um <laughs> Shout out to all the people that participated in Halloween, <laughs> even though we already talked about Halloween. Shout out to Lizzo for being Miss Piggy. Uh, shout out oh, to. Yeah, um, that was cute. That's probably cute. I didn't the see P-I-G. that. Yeah, the PIG is what she called it. Dustin. And for oh, that's Patreon. Dope. That's so dope. So, so cute. Dope, I love Lizzo. that. I'm and glad then, she's um, not pink. That's so cute. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, damn, who else I want to shout out? Kiki Palmer was rogue. Shout out to Tatiana uh, King, who was on our Patreon. For the, our last, uh, for our Wednesday wind down, shout out to her. She said Kiki Palmer would make a great rogue, and to see Kiki Palmer as rogue for Halloween, or I don't know if she did that, or maybe Tatiana knew. I don't know, but she looked fucking amazing, and now I need to see it. So shout out to her in that. Um, also, just really quickly and lastly, want to shout out to or send out thoughts and prayers to the families of uh, Devito, and um, also. Oh um, my God, I saw uh, that. Offset. And um and Quavo, I don't know. I every everybody, y'all family. I just hope everybody the family of takeoff family. Yeah, the family of takeoff. takeoff. I just, I just hope yeah. everybody can um you know. I'm just thinking about how they got all this stuff going on, and then that happened. So I, I, I just hope everybody can come together in some form or fashion. I'm not saying get back together or any of that. I'm just saying I hope everybody can. Um, you know, celebrate the life of such an amazing rapper. But I know these times are still fresh. That's one of my worst fears is being on bad terms with a loved one and then passing away. That's one of my worst fears in Mm -hmm. life. And I don't really talk about my worst fears, but that's one of them. I just like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I get you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, other stuff in music, but we are just going to move on to songs to play. Because, friend, I really want to know what songs you have been playing. I just need mm. to know what you've been listening to. Okay, tell me. What you've been listening to? So, WizKid dropped a project. Y'all know I love me some WizKid. Yes. Uh-huh. And his first song off of the project is called Money and Love. And this is how it goes. <laughs> Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I need to change my bio. I love that song. It is so tight. Keep it okay, he always does. He's such a fan. Um, BNXN, formerly known mm-hmm. as Boozhoo, 
dropped a mm-hmm. record called Testimony, and this is how it goes. I see my darling, sorry, come and be my testimony. He got to something I never see. She says she liking my melody. I see my darling, sorry, come and be my testimony. He got to something I never see. She says she liking my melody. Let me tell it, I know something. I know since you no longer want me. If you leave me now, follow me. If you leave me now, I'll follow you. Let me tell it, I know something. I know since you no longer want me. If you leave me now, follow me. If you leave me now, I'll follow you. I swear to you, go. You know I say you know. She buy for me and then she call me my phone. I said, do you like it? She told me I do. And then my last one, remember I mentioned Umi before, Mm -hmm. UMI, Umi's project. Mm -hmm. Um, She just dropped the jumbo. (laughs) Umi says, come on. She just dropped the jumbo remix to say I'm your love, which is one of the songs mm. I played. And I fucked with it because it's so not what I thought when I clicked it. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It makes you want to do the little Uzi Vert dance. So this is how it goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> different take for a remix i'm so with it i was like that's hot i'm with it i'm with it it's completely different from the regular song which i feel like remixes don't do that anymore remember back in the day they would be a completely different song like they would really put energy into a remix so this Mm -hmm. is dope shout out to umi those are my love those days yes It's no secret I'm a huge Division fan and Division's mm-hmm. album working on my karma came out. So all three of my choices come from this album because I'm in love um, with this album. <laughs> Let me be clear. So the first song that I want to play um, <laughs> is called <laughs> the first song I want to play is called Take It Slow. Positions that I can't watch you. Take it slow. I 
I'm still learning your body. If I get too rough, then you can just tell me to. You know what it is right now. We are making kids right now. It's practice. I don't want to make it seem like I only think about one thing. But you know what I'm on at this time of night. Won't you turn around and just take it? I know what you're on at this time of night. When you turn around and just take it. Take it slow. That's my shit. Wow. That's good, that. right? I was next yeah. song I'm going to play is called Don't Take Your Love. This is Division. Don't Take Your Love. I, I should have told you. Sorry, no other women. This is you and me, shit. This is about treatment. This is mostly recent, so don't you take it. I, 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 I should've told you. I, 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 I should've showed you. Okay, so let's don't take mm-hmm. your love. And the next song I'm gonna play is the, the last song I'm gonna play is called "Touch It, Do It Well" Part Four. Touch it, touch it, touch it. Doing what you're about to see. Touch it. album i love every song on it and this and jeezy's snowfall mixtape with dj drama i'm in love like those are I two intense, solid projects for me so i love this he said this is about treatment this is mostly racist so don't you take he was going the fuck off division is like <laughs> i love that group and daniel the lead singer i love him i love his music this very happy and i also just do want to say rest in peace to take off um y'all know i'm a huge migos fan and he was young and that just that hurt me i don't know him personally or no shit like that so i'm definitely not riding that wave and i'm a person who i don't like wallowing in the valley of emotion anyway so you know i don't even i ain't even on that but i do want to pay some respect to his contribution to music and especially a lot of the music that i have listened to incessantly i love the migos so sad so So young yeah 28 years old man come on so 28 years old and accomplished so much already so imagine Mm -hmm. 
How much so brilliant. Such a talented lyricist. Always got his respect as a lyricist. Um, it's just, you know, much, much love and respect to Quave, uh, to um, take off take his off. contribution to music. That's all I want to say. Let's roll, yeah. Tay, what you got? All right. Well, I have had to make a couple of new selections. Thanks, Fran, and thanks, Dustin, for playing with Kid and Division. Um, you have to play something else. <laughs> it's great. It's fine. I was going to be like, oh, uh, no, it's fine. Uh, so the first artist I would like to point your attention to, her name is Kia Victoria. I believe I've talked about her on the show before. Um, it's spelled yeah. K-I-A-H, Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. This song is called Terminator. Fuck with it. Speaking of time, we're running low I really don't want to weigh you down with Talk, 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 talk Eyes close, you lay beside me In wet stones, pink light beating on you Sun's gonna fade away, but no, no, let's not talk of it Cause I don't want to forget I don't want to forget what you I can't sing high like that. I gotta sing under the note. That's Terminator. And um, I love her. I love how sultry her voice is. I love how airy and light she makes it sound on that track. I love how fun and optimistic the song almost comes off, even though it's still a little somber, uh, a little emo. You know, I like that. I always like that. Um, that's Kid Victoria, and that song is Terminator again. Next song is called Candy Rain. It is by an artist named Jimmy Legacy. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's by an artist named Jimmy Legacy, but it's spelled L-E-G-X-A-C-Y. So there's an X in there. I Sure, the kids. Um, this is Candy Rain. I know, right? <laughs> You had a number when you look me in my eyes. You can go and tell your old nigga, you can go and lick his own wishes. I had to read your signs, you were living in cursive uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it was worth it night So you need you to tell me yeah. what you well, want yeah. yeah. Alright, so that is Mr. Legacy with an X uh, And the I last like song that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that yeah, It's a little vibe, a little vibe um, The last song actually comes from a listener Shout out to the police are now at my door. I left my windows open. <laughs> I knew I was going to regret it. And I thought about it the entire show. And they almost got me a couple times. But now is when it really got me. Um, right, it's the segment. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's because the police was going to get me if I didn't say this person, I guess. And I was saying it. So I don't know why they're still here. Damn. <laughs> this is crazy. This is madness. I am so sorry, Dustin, that this happens to you so often. This is what I hear. I leave my fucking one over. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this is one of the listeners on Twitter. This listener's name is Journeys World. Their at is Journeys uh, underscore World without the O, but their name on there is Journeys World with the O in there. So anyway, they said 
show her some love on the next episode, Music Man. And Aww, the she that they spoke of, of you. is Ken the Man. And Ken the Man, who Fran actually spoke so highly of before. because I she love Ken the Man. Okay. <laughs> well, everyone, if you don't love Ken the Man the way the friend does, you will have to hear this song. This song is called Not My Nigga. Here we go. Bitch with our own shit. I ain't never been a broke bitch. I've been having motion. Five stars with toasting. I've been on some three or four shit. And I like my head. So sloppy, shaky, leaky. It's getting loud. Gotta take it easy. Cause she's soaking freaky, deaky. Got that no call ID me. First she sent the car to pick me up. Girl, why that nigga fool me private? Hopped off, then he took me shopping. Next thing you know, we was laying on the island. I froze my neck like winter. I'm rich like I'm a Jenner. And if you see us out, no, he is not my nigga. Damn, damn with a bitch, they do it for the kids. No, he is not my nigga. Pose on the car when he knowing it ain't his. No, he is not my nigga. When I'm riding that bitch, he ain't saying that it's his. No, he is not my nigga. He'll do it for the bros, so he do it for his bitch. You rich or not? I never heard a rich nigga say that cost a lot. Hey, bitch, you the runner, you sent him out. Hey, is you in the village? No, he is not my nigga. Talent. Go check that out. That's Kendra Man again. Uh, shout you out probably. to Journey's World on Twitter for hooking us up with that track because y'all listeners be having something to listen to. So, you know, every See, now and then I'm here I feel thinking like... you were going to play Journey's World's track. That's why I was like, okay, a listener <laughs> track. Well, you know, sometimes I go down that road and sometimes I don't. And I will leave it there. <laughs> So, and leaving it there, that is the end of the Music Man segment. So, Dustin Ross, I would love to know what you've been watching because now it is the TV Land segment. Just the only thing I want people to watch, watch Love and Marriage Huntsville on OWN. It's a great show. That's all I have to say. Also, watch The Real Housewives of Potomac Sunday nights on Bravo because it's fucking Y'all heating love up. That show. The heat is on, baby. Potomac, <laughs> The Housewives of Potomac is heating the fuck up. I'm telling you. And next week, Candace is cussing Ashley out. And Ashley is really cool. Candace, they both were really nice to me at BravoCon. Um, and um, I had interviewed Ashley before and she was, I really felt like she was cool when I interviewed her. She was really nice. So I hate to see them going at it again, but. Especially because they just TV. started getting along. They too. just got, they just started made up, but Candace is cussing. Did you see the previews for next mm-hmm, week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Candace <laughs> is, I was like, damn, Candace, like she don't give a fuck what she say to people. But anyway, so watch that. Um, that's it. Everything else we could talk about later. Watch that. Okay. Well, that's it for this week's episode. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next Stay week. Stay black and protect your magic. See y'all Bye. on Patreon. <laughs>